0: <laughs> In today's society, there are very few places where you can still be yourself, and the freedom of expression actually exists. Tonight, we're going to launch a new
1: revolution. One, of the 6.7. One that will rock and roll your senses. You are my test pilot going to kiss the sun and taste the motherfucking
0: <laughs> of rainbow. <laughs>
2: damn thing welcome into saturday night your saturday night brothers are back with you hanging out and feeling great just geared up i don't know why you know i don't either uh, sleep deprivation i think kind of takes you over the level to where I mean,
3: you're creative i mean we didn't even see each other in the building till about five minutes before the show
2: we should get used to it. That's what it's going to be like, because that's what it's like whenever you're full-time. Yeah. You're just like, you know, you see each other two minutes before the show. You don't talk to each other during the commercial breaks. You just sit there and read the paper and, you know, chat on the Go out IM. and smoke. Go out and smoke. Just don't even chat.
4: You mean the gram of, uh, the gram of Coke and uh, the ludes didn't help?
2: Exactly. Yeah, okay. Um, I am El Jefe. That is J-Dubs. Johnny Punani is here. Bateman taking her phone calls. We want to chat with you. We want to hang out with you.
3: It's Saturday night. We feel like it's going to be a good night. Um, go 8, ahead. 866-277-4969. 866-277-4969.
2: In addition to that, we uh, we also have the AOL for Broadband Instant Messenger, AOL for Broadband, our content partner. And, in fact, I was looking on the AOL for Broadband right here, and I, and then I didn't want to talk about it, but there was something on the headlines on the, on the thing that caught my eye. Nine people found dead in California home. Fifty-seven-year-old man surrenders. Police discovered nine bodies intertwined in a pile of clothes at a Fresno home and ten coffins stacked along the wall as they were trying to determine if some ritual was involved in the slaughter.
3: Now, when they say intertwined, that kind of leaves you to a lot of imagination on what what was the view there.
2: Can I tell you something? Yeah. I'm going to admit something right now. Okay. I'm at the gym working out today, all right? All right. I don't know. if I, I, I hear Fezzy talking about his pills, his Zoloft. I hear Bateman talking about his pills. By the way, Bateman, you're going to get yours. I, after listening to what happened on Ron and Fez and the weekend replay. Anyway, first let me get into this, what I was saying about the gym.
3: Was it everything I told you was? Oh, my.
2: It was disturbing. Disturbing. The only thing that's more disturbing than that is my thought process at the gym. I'm at the gym, and I see this muscular guy. And it's not going where you think it's going to go, first and foremost. I'm seeing, and he, I think he's, he actually, he's a personal trainer, all right? And so I see him, and he's doing curls or something.
3: And I know what's going through your head, high maintenance.
2: I'm thinking, exactly, <laughs> too much lotion. It's, uh, anyway, they could get into the whole thing about personal trainers and, their, and what they do. But I'm thinking for a brief second, like, what it would be like to get a knife and just stick it in his bicep and just like rip it down and like and like what it would take cuz he's a big guy what it would take to knock him out and then like cutting him up into like little pieces and like seeing how the human body works and would it be tougher to cut somebody up who's like muscular or it would it be easy would it would be easier um if they were like fat like punani something like that hey did you guys ever go through this i mean it's kind of related i mean you guys took biology and you had to cut up a pig Frog, we had to do frogs. We, we, did,
3: we did frog and pig. Like It was just like in, a in baby college, little pig.
2: In college, we did a pig, and some dude in the next... <laughs> I, mean, he, I mean, they he whacked out and just started stabbing his damn pig. And he, he was, it was, the reason why I say that is it reminds me of... That's exactly what he said. He said, I've always wanted to know what it was like to stab somebody. And I, I was just thinking... And of course, I you know I went back, and I started doing my curls, and I just, I just realized it a second ago when we talked about intertwined, because I was thinking, what would it take... Would I have to get, like, chloroform, or is that what it is, and knock the guy out? Then how would I carry a transporter's body? And then, like, and then just what it would be like, stick the knife in and just rip down and then, like, peel away and see what all's happening there. You've never had that thought? Not in that length, about someone I don't know especially. Well, no, it wasn't in that length. I mean, the the process
3: was literally three seconds in my head. Yeah, but I've never thought that about someone I didn't know. Mm-hmm. you know maybe someone that i've disliked or something like that uh, that that runs through your head all the time murder murder fantasies i think run through everybody's head at least once or twice in their life if it came down to it could you kill somebody no i'd be too afraid of getting caught that that is the thing that would probably stop me if i really wanted to kill somebody getting caught would be the uh, the deterrent have you ever had those nightmares
2: have you ever had the nightmare where you you i guess you are a serial killer so you have this nightmare where you're having you're you're a serial killer. You've chopped up the bodies. You're this 57-year-old uh, guy in California, you know, and the 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 mangled flesh is intertwined in the clothing and the coffins and it looks like it's some sort of ritual and then just like this dude is right now. And then it's like you're busted. And just that thought and that fear of being caught. Have you ever I've had that nightmare where I'm like Christ, they caught me. They caught me. And then and then it goes on. You're thinking, my life's over. Yeah. Like, what was I thinking and k- trying to
3: kill somebody? You even get all the emotional feelings that you would normally probably get if that really happened. Like, you can feel your st- stomach just drop mm-hmm. when you first get caught, and then you're just, you get the panic. You get the, all right, where am I going to go? What am I going to do? How am I going to get out of this? And then you get the whole... All right, I'm screwed. It's like Jason Williams, the guy that
2: was busted for allegedly shooting somebody, the NBA
3: star. Yeah, and he, uh, he he's talking, I, I guess he's gone through all these emotions.
2: And apparently they were even saying, to the Globetrotters that were with him, they said as soon as it happened, he drops the gun, he puts his hands on his head, and he's like, my life is over. Yeah. My life is over. And, you know, I've even had this process, too. Of like the snipers, you see that uh, Malvo was sentenced to life, mm-hmm. and you wonder what it's like to be a, a serial killer or even an outlaw, maybe just even an outlaw, a hacker or something, who is doing all of these things. And like, I wonder if there's if that's part of the fun, knowing that at any
3: time you're going to get busted. Definitely, for a lot of people, there's and serial killers. Mostly, they uh, they love. To uh, well, after they had caught, they love to just you know let it all out, even stuff that they weren't even accused of. I'm just gonna let it all out. Yeah,
2: which Law and Order episode was this? Eight six six two seven seven forty nine
3: sixty nine. Eight six six two seven seven forty nine sixty nine. I
2: think it was uh, ninety eight. Um... <laughs> I yeah, uh, but anyway, I just I, I was having, after which one? I was having that thought, and I I don't I don't think it's weird, but I, you know, and I've had a couple of those nightmares. And I wonder if anybody knows what those nightmares mean. You know, who's probably had those nightmares is Bateman. Get in here, Bateman. Well, I'm thinking it's probably because you get you you're haven't anything like that,
3: J Dubs, this week. What I am same. Any of kind of, of, weird. of weird dreams? No, not really. I think it,
2: it, I think it's because of the fight. I think you're building up mentally. You think it is? I think so. I mean, have you ever had something like this before? I have. Bateman walks in. With, when do you have? He has his gloves on. <laughs> Or should we start calling you Tommy Bats? Whatever. That's what the cool people call me. <laughs> so, Bateman, uh, who you heard all, all through the Ron and Fez weekend replay, has his boxing gloves on now. You know what's funny? How come you weren't this cool when you were in, sitting in with Ron and Fez uh, during the show for this week? Because
5: I, I was very nervous. How come you were uh, like a little groupie bitch? Because uh, I was really nervous. Like, like you would be any cooler when you met Howard. Here's the thing. If you had Howard, you'd be like, love me, Daddy, please. So here's the thing. There's no doubt that, you know, Howard is
2: the inspiration for me getting to, into this business. And apparently, for Bateman, Ron and Fez is that same thing. You know, that's, yeah. that's his, that was his inspiration for getting into radio. Here's my point, though, when it comes down to all this. You've got to act like you belong. You work at the radio station. Sure, it's cool yeah, to did. say, hey, you know, you guys are awesome. And I've listened to you for a long time. And and you it's guys, great to meet you. And even saying you guys are my
3: inspiration for being in this business. Yeah, that's totally cool.
2: What did he do, Be- drop down to his knees? He, he may as well have.
3: <laughs> he no. dissected their whole career what he, is what he did. There's
2: nothing scarier me, to me than a fan who remembers every single thing that you ever you've ever done on the air. And that's all Bateman was. He was a walking Ron and Fez encyclopedia when he was sitting in. And again, there's nothing wrong with that and we appreciate fans who know all that, but it's kind of creepy,
3: especially it's, when it's your co-worker now.
2: Especially when it's a radio file that we've brought onto the show that we that we made part of our crew you don't go
5: around acting like a bitch. You're supposed to act like you belong. Well, part of it was that I was nervous, and I didn't want the attention on me. Because You can ask Doves. I really didn't even want to go in because I knew this would happen. Why were you nervous? Just because it's like I had nothing to say, really, other than I'm going to kick Spoon's ass. And other that's than all that, you had to say.
3: Why didn't you walk in with the boxing gloves? Why, why didn't you... you walk in with your uh, karate outfit on? Why didn't
5: you do the whole thing that you do on the hideout?
2: That's, that's you. That's your character. That's Bateman. Instead, he really? comes in as Tommy, Tommy Bats. <laughs> Tommy Bats. Tommy M, a- and then that. He's like,
5: shh. He's like, yeah, shh. I know
6: everything about. It. Hey,
5: hey, Wonderboy, remember this?
4: And, well, uh, part of that, that was this about
5: Al, D- Al Dukes that getting the attention off me and just you know throwing Wonderboy in front of the bus. But they invited you in. They wanted to speak with Tommy Bateman. They didn't want to talk to me. Not
2: a. They radio. had no
1: idea
5: who I
2: am. It's not a radio file from Falls Church. <laughs> w- what do you say? <laughs> Two oh two three What do you what
1: you for nobody knows where you
2: live. <laughs> now he's threatening to give out my phone number. It's not like I'm even saying what your real name is. No problem, AH. <laughs> yeah, that, like that wasn't on national radio yesterday. <laughs> so anyway. I just wanted to say, you know, when you come in and when you're 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 part of the business. You've been with the radio station for a few months, you've been with this show uh, almost I don't know, six to seven months, act like you belong. Don't be such a cowering bitch. Act like a coworker. Act like an equal. That's what I'm saying. Remember when we talked about when Baba Bowie was here? And for me, this was a huge thing, all right? Because, again, growing up a huge Stern fan. And I refused to take a picture with him because I didn't want to look like some asswipe.
3: Yeah, like you don't want to look like, you know... Oh, man, this has been my uh, my fantasy for I don't know how long. Mm-hmm.
2: Exactly. Same thing if I were ever to meet Marilyn Manson. I'm not going to go up and say, hey, remember the time when you were performing in uh, Grand Rapids and you had that one guy come on stage and you made fun of him? That was cool. That was really, really cool. Hey, remember the time you were in Lubbock, Texas, and you cut yourself, and then you asked everybody to spit on you? Wow, man. Wow. That was really sweet. And in Marilyn Manson's mind, he's thinking, Jesus, this guy does a radio show? What a nerd. What a loser, no matter how big a fan. Just remember that.
5: You're part of the crew. I'll keep that in mind next time. So what are you going to act like on Wednesday night when you're out there? Uh, like a caged animal after I kick Spoon's ass. Are you going to be able to... Even... i we allowed to hit him after I knock him
2: out. Are you going to be able to even focus on the fight, or are you going to be too busy asking Ron if he needs water? Or, um, or reminding Ron of the Ron and Ron show? I'll be telling... <laughs>
5: I'll be asking him which chick I should bang after I knock Spoon out. Yeah, that'll happen. Sure, that'll happen. I was about to pay you a compliment, but forget that. I'm not going to say it now.
2: You'd rather go run off with Fezzy. Again, I don't I don't wouldn't mind that either. I'm not bad-mouthing Ron and Fez. I love them to death. I'm,
5: just, I'm bad-mouthing you. <laughs> Is this because you're jealous that I'm the spokesmodel? I'm bad-mouthing you
2: for the way that you went in there and act like a little girl. Did you even listen to
5: the show? Did you heard their, it on the replay. Did you get their autograph?
2: No. Why not? You may as well have. I'll get it after I knock Spoon out. Jesus, were you not were you not embarrassed for the hideout when he? Came I was embarrassed when he took his shirt off in front of them.
7: <laughs> I part grew up. Of
2: the, I'm part of the show. That's what I do. By the oh. way, by the way, Fez. Fez nailed your body tight. Yeah, a guitar. <laughs> when he said, it looks like your head is on the body of a guitar. <laughs> it was so funny. He nailed it perfect. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. It was disgusting. Brilliant show, Ron and Fez, coming up this Wednesday night, Dream, Oakey Street, Northeast. Yes, they do do a brilliant show. The big fight. And I'll tell you this. I'll, I'm willing to say this. In fact, he, even, he's, he was on the IM <laughs> with me. He was on the IM with me earlier this week. And um, he was like, yeah, Ron asked me to join uh, the Ron and Fez show if Wonder Boy or uh, Dubs leave. And, <laughs> and I was like, well, that's cool. In fact, I'd be really, really happy for you if, uh, if, if Wonder Boy finally realizes he's not cut out for the job. And if he finally realizes he just leave, he should just leave. I was like, I would welcome you. I love Ron and Fez. I like the show. I love you. I think if it was a good match, I would say, go work for the Ron and Fez show. And then he goes, I'm just kidding, dude. I just wanted to see what you'd say. <laughs>
5: Isn't that a little girl move? Yeah. Isn't that exactly Oh, the... yeah, like you were acting like a little girl yesterday.
2: Fishing? He was trying to fish for, no, please don't. I got to have you. You need to stay. Well, I told you, you're probably the best producer next to uh, Spiewak in this building. <laughs>
1: And that
3: includes you, Doug. Oh, I'm horrible. <laughs> horrible. I am the most, I'm the most I... organized, uh, lackadaisical kind of person, and I do not belong in the producer uh, role. But I-, I can still show Wonderboy. <laughs> <laughs> I really want to. See- uh, that's all I have to count on right now. <laughs> and that's what's so funny is that
5: he's your superior, and you run circles around him without even trying. It's funny because I was I'm hoping that Mikey D doesn't kill Wonder Boy so Dubs can fight him next because the tension when Wonderboy would walk in the room it was you, it was so bad between
3: who Wonder- Dubs and Wonder Boy Dubs would just be like he'd just like crank his neck and well be like, because oh. and I, know, that I mean, know there's one thing that annoys me when someone asks me hey where were you <laughs> you know I was one room away I was in the in Pride Two grabbing some stuff. I was outside having a cigarette. I was back in two minutes. Where are you? Where are you? What are you doing, Dubs? Hey, I need you to do this. I need you to do that. And I, don't, I don't mind when people tell me, yeah. yeah, you have to do this. You have to do that. But don't ask me where I am.
2: Wonderboy gets picked on five nights a week. We should at least leave him alone on Saturday mm-hmm. night. But anyway, I just wanted to say it was embarrassing. And that was the other funny thing, too. You heard it there at the end of the replay when uh, Bateman's like, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I've been listening forever, and I met you guys over a year ago when I went to Fezzi's birthday party. Fessy's like, you did?
5: <laughs> yeah, I, I brought you He a told gift. me afterwards he remembered it. I brought you a gift. You, you what? You did? <clears throat> Jesus. What did you bring him? I didn't bring him anything. Let's make it fun of Wonder Boy again. <laughs> and the horrible painting he brought him.
2: So you really think that you're going to end up beating Spawn?
5: Of course. I hope you do. I have a cold and I feel like crap, but I still kick his ass.
3: All right, me and Hefe each have 100 bucks on you. And I did, and we didn't realize this until, what, like Thursday we
2: were sitting yeah. and talking. and We were like, hey, you even said something. And, and we were like, what, we got money on this bet? We got money on this fight? $100, man. I don't have that to lose. I don't either. Don't it, worry about it. It's either paying for the NBA League Pass or um, giving it to Cam Daddy. Oh, Cameron's the one. Cameron's the one we bet against? Yeah, yeah. Now you know I have incentive to win. Yeah. Yeah, you... you. Well, I'm not going to say it on the air because I'm not supposed to tell you. What? Stop being a douche to Cam.
5: What did I do to him? Treat him right. Like what? What have I done wrong? He's a good man. Show him some respect. Why are you winking at me when you, when you say that? Shut up.
2: So you and Spoon. I... um, In fact, Spoon, I guess, apparently there's a punching bag here. And so what Spoon has been doing... Again, last thing he does is run the Stern Show. That's the last thing he's trying to do when he's here. He's either trying to smoke, show up late. He rigged things up on Prod 2, Spoon did, where he, like, on the little wall or the uh, walkway, he put the dummy bag up, and so during the whole Stern Show, he sits there and he, like, punches the, punches the back. And so uh, John Norman, who's our production director, I asked him, you know, how Spoon look? And John
3: gave me the universal sign for punching the clown. He was like, that's what's going to happen. So, apparently... I'm not trying to toot Tommy's horn right now, because I took Spoon originally. This kid's fast. Mm-hmm. He's lightning fast. I'm telling you,
2: nobody... That night, the, the very first night that you were in here, or on the phone, acting like a bitch during the of Fez show, and I called in to back you up. I'm the only one that has had your back in this entire process. Everybody says Bateman's too small... He just looks like a normal guy. I like the comparison to Kurt Angle. You're not, if you, I think Punani looks a little bit more like Kurt Angle because he's a little fatter. But I honestly believe that you will knock Spoon out. I will. I think there's only going to be one knockout Wednesday night. And I think it's going to be Bateman knocking Spoon out. Dubs and I, I think it's going to be a good fight, but I think both of us will be able to last all the three rounds. Yeah, I think we'll both be able to. Even though I predicted me knocking you out in two? I, it's not going to happen. I honestly believe it's going to come down to a judge's decision. Do we know who the judges are yet, by the way? Yeah, I'm a little worried about that. Um, I believe we You're going to knock him out. I don't think it matters. That's true. I, I, at the very least, TKO.
3: And What is that, three in one round? I, I don't know. I don't know if there's a possible TKO in a one-minute round. Mm-hmm. There will be. I honestly. There's a knockout. There's an TKO.
2: We're in the uh, we're we're in, in Prod Two before the show. Can you go handle phones, Panani, for a second, bro? 866-277-4969. nine sixty nine eight six six two seven seven forty nine sixty nine. We're in Prod Two before the show, and Dubs has the uh, the boxing gloves on, and he's like, kind of sitting there, and he's you know like doing his little moves, and Bateman comes up, and Bateman's just looking for anybody wow. to fight, and Bateman just starts swinging like quick. He actually connected. Yeah. I saw him connect to your chin. Now,
3: I mean, he didn't mean to. No, and they weren't full-fledged punches. They were pulled when they were thrown, but there was no way I could be able to block all those. No. No way. And Spoon
5: is going to get lit up, and that, my friend, is going to be a great day in my life. Oh, yeah, but I've never taken a punch, or so I said, on the air.
3: 866-277-4969, 866-277-4969. Now,
2: speaking of taking punches, have you ever been in a fight, Bateman?
5: Not in any street fights. I've never had to actually do that. But I may have lied about some of my training background. I might have do boxing a lot. You've
2: never gotten in, like, a fight with a cousin or anything? No, not really. And, Dubs, I know that's your whole angle. Your thing, to me, is that I've never taken a punch before.
3: You've never taken a punch that... I mean, I'm, I'm sure you've gotten hit by your dad or your mom or something, but that doesn't count. Everybody gets hit by their dad or their mom, whether it be a slap or a smack across the face with a bag with their wallet and the keys in it. Either way. The way they do it in Fallerville. Yeah, either way, you've been hit by your parents at one point or another. The thing is, you've never been just... I've I've never been cold-cocked. Right I mean, in the I, face. I've never had
2: anybody just... And my thing, and it, it's so odd that we're fighting because you took it to this whole other level. You're the one that's acting like a little girl in this whole thing. How? But my thing is I never, I like to push people to the quote-unquote limit, but I never go over the edge. I'm not the kind of person who likes to fight anybody. I don't
3: like to fight anybody, but it's happened.
2: And I always try to defuse the situation whenever it happens. What's the worst ass whooping you've ever taken?
3: Well, the worst ass whooping I've ever taken, I didn't really get to fight back at all because I was fighting with someone else and uh it was at a club someone just comes right from the side of me hits me right behind the ear i you know you lose sight in probably uh you know your my right eye and then i drop i'm getting kicked for about 10 15 minutes before the bouncer's even i i was in bad shape for about 2 weeks there really what did you do to provoke this um I was drunk, uh, I think we were <laughs> I don't really know for sure. I don't know if I provoked it or he provoked it, mm-hmm. but no matter what, there was one of me and about five of them and i i only, I only picked the fight with one of them, but his friend came from behind me and just I hate, me. I hate that too. Dave, welcome into the hideout
4: hey, thanks. what up, bro? hi, right, what's going on? Not too much all right I'm checking out the uh I'm checking out the radio show. I'm listening to uh to you guys talk about these fights. And uh, I'm just thinking, like, who's giving up some serious weight? Because, you know, when it comes to fighting, it seems like if you're giving up more than 20 or 30 or, or more pounds, I mean, you you got an uphill climb.
5: That's a great. So what are you weighing, Bateman? I've actually put on weight. I've, uh, just by doing lots of cardio and lifting weights, I've put on, like, three pounds. So I'm up to, like, 146, and I think Spoon's 155. Yeah, yeah
2: That's fairly, wouldn't you say it's fairly
4: even, Dave? It sounds like a pretty good fight.
5: What about you, Dubs? I'm at 215.
2: 215 what 62 62 and I'm 59230
4: Oh brother I know Oh brother That's... those jabs are going to be dangerous
2: He's not it's not going to matter
4: I got I got a plan I
2: got a plan
4: All right cool Thanks Dave <laughs> Yeah
7: man hey.
2: Uh Oh, sorry about that. Wonder Boy and I think Mikey D are evenly matched. They both weigh yeah. 97 pounds and stand at 5'10". 866 277 forty nine sixty nine. Eight six six 866 277 Sad but true. The only fight that I've ever been in, I just ran around. Really? <laughs>
3: okay. It was a baseball game.
2: And I don't know if I've told this story. Have I told if this you story? told
3: it to me. I don't think you've told it on the air. So
2: it's a baseball game, and... uh Let's we'll see what's going on, Bateman. Um, it's a baseball game, and this is in Dallas, it's select league. And one of our pitchers hits somebody, and so the other team gets all upset. And then, um, <laughs> and then our guy comes up to the plate, and their pitcher throws behind him. And this guy who's, who's batting is a big guy. He ended up going on playing like college football. So he was a big, he was a quarterback, just a big dude. So the guy at the plate on our team. He drops his bat and says, if you hit me, I'm coming after you. I'm letting you know that now. And this is a big guy. So the guy gets back into the batter's box. He's sitting there ready to hit. The guy pegs him right underneath the, uh, like right in the ribs. The guy throws the bat down. We're in high school. It's like senior year. So the guy throws the bat down, everybody charges. And so we
3: get into a baseball brawl. And baseball brawls rock and well because they're they're out of control. there's no way anybody can uh, can uh, you know calm everybody down.
2: There are bats there are spikes flying you got the whole thing going on it's a baseball full-on baseball brawl and I'm just running around like I'm just running around like pushing people and like running around my cousin my, my cousin actually somebody was holding another guy up i don't know what this move is whenever they they got the hands behind the guy's uh, head full nelson yeah full nelson my cousin comes right up and does like a a flying kick with his spikes right in the dude's chest and my uncle actually was coaching the team at the time got a bloody nose just got knocked out but uh by a uh, by a kid or no, by another, another coach by another coach oh, wow by another manager and all I did was just run around like a chicken with my head caught off. I was so excited to be in a brawl, and I didn't have anything well, one time um, my uh, my I, friend was actually hold on roll okay, The only thing that I did do was you know, like that high school game where somebody goes and like gets on their hands and knees behind the person's foot and <laughs> someone push them over. That's the only thing I did. We had our center fielder who started who also who was running in. And uh, he was actually warming up at the time. He runs in, and he sees that I'm about to fight this guy. I don't know where it came from. He decides he's going to go and do that move. So he, like, gets down on his hands and knees behind this guy as I'm sitting there ready to fight him. And then I just push the guy, and he falls down on his ass, and other people start jumping on him. And I'm moving on to the next dude.
3: I was at uh, my friend's hockey game before, and we didn't have a hockey team at our school. So he played for uh, a school right next to us. And... We went to the game, he uh, he got he gets kicked out for fighting because we had we'd have to drive separately to the game every time because he wasn't part of school, he couldn't ride on the bus, but he was part of the team. So we'd get hammered every time we would uh, go to these games and he he would get all drunk, be on the ice, we'd be banging against the glass like it's an NHL game just yelling, blue sure!" blue jerk and every time we did that he would just go cold cock someone <laughs> out of nowhere and he got kicked out of this one game against uh, i believe the town was called Celine. so what and he's getting escorted out and the whole crowd's booing him so he picks up a trash can tosses it out of the uh, out of the crowd hits this girl on the head gives her concussion so the place are rough. We jump over the over the glass. We're fighting with the whole uh, the whole hockey team, like we're just spectators from a, not even one of the schools, just beaten on both teams. We didn't care if they were on our friends' team or on the other team. We were just there's, drunk.
2: There's nothing better than a school or a, not a school fight, but a, a sports fight. They're awesome. Paul, welcome into the hideout.
8: Hey guys, how you doing? Good show so far.
1: Thank you, brother.
8: Hey, uh, listen, going back to the uh, the fights going on uh, next week. The, the, aside the whole weight differential, I feel it ultimately comes down to arm length and, and your reach. I mean, who's got the best reach there? I've, I've, I've never seen you guys personally,
3: but I figure it would come down to the reach. Between me and Hefe, I've got, what, good three inches on you? Yeah, you've got three inches at least. And Spoon's probably got the same on Tommy. No, and, I don't think it's that much on Tommy. I think it's maybe an
2: inch and a half. Spoon's got those long-ass gangly arms, man. He looks like a freaking creature from the lagoon. Yeah, um, I would say that. I think it comes down to that. And, again, you're That's, right. Dubs is taller. Dubs has more of a reach, but I'm telling you. It means nothing. I got a plan. I got. Who? Didn't
3: Mike. Didn't, I wouldn't say it means nothing. It doesn't mean everything. No, nah,
2: technique, technique beats reach any time.
3: Didn't Tyson? He was a little guy. He beat up some big dudes, didn't he? You're, you're comparing
2: yourself to Tyson? You've never boxed. You've never even trained for boxing. Oscar de la Hefe. I'd like you to call me that for the rest of the show. I mean, you got Frazier against Ali. Frazier used to kick his ass. Thanks, Paul. All They're right,
8: thanks, bud. Go Dubsy. Go Dubs. Ah, oh, come oh.
2: on. That's that. You know, I, I got to admit, I am. Drive such, by at the end of the call. I am in such a pickle because I don't. I mean, I can't. You, you guys, thank God you haven't asked who I want because I don't want either one. I think this is foolish. Mm-hmm. You know, make love more. I'd rather see you guys in the middle of the ring, uh, you know. But well, my thing is that Dubs needs to be taught a lesson. Well, I know the whole argument. I mean, jeez. We've been through it, and we decided we're valid. We're not going to uh, fight. But do you, do you promise, both of you, do you promise that this is it? it no, I'm not going to hear any more of this? And it's always that thing. Whenever you do fight, it somehow brings you closer. Yeah, it does. And so I, it's, I don't know and if it brings you down to this really primal situation or what it is, but it always feels that whenever you do fight, you almost feel like more of this bond. I guess it's the closest that men can have without actually, yeah, or being straight uh, to, to to having sex. So you telling me I should go kick Cameron's ass if you guys need to settle any differences. <laughs> so who are you picking? Who do you think? I, no, I am. You're not. Gonna, no one's asked me, and I'm, I don't want to say it, and I didn't mean to bring it up or anything. But I'm glad you guys haven't because you're both my friends. I both consider you very good. Uh, yeah, I, and part of me kind of, you know, I'm sort. I'm going to be sitting here on the dump button doing your job. But the, and I wish I was there because I'd run back and forth both corners and all that. How, but how did uh how who did Cam pick between you and me? Has he said? He hasn't said yet. Yeah. I think he's gonna go with me. We'll get him in here after the break. I'd like to see what he says. Is it really true that most of the people around the station are picking me? I'm not sure. I've I've had. I've a, heard Ron say that. It's about 50-50.
3: Really? Yeah. I know a few people are picking me, but no one's come up to me and told me I'm gonna get my ass kicked.
2: Now be honest. Has anyone come up to you and said, "Please beat ass? Yes.
3: Really? I'm not gonna tell you on the air. I'll tell you off the air. No, tell me on the air. I won't get mad. I think it's funny. I want to. Well, you know one of them. The other one, uh, Julie Fulman. Julie? Yeah. Oh, Julie said for you to whoop my ass. And I said I, I will. Don't worry. What was that about? I've not. I've never been anything but nice to Julie. She is protecting her people. Oh, was call. the
2: oh, was the other one the one who said that? The other person who you won't tell me? Yeah. I know who um, it is. Yeah,
3: you don't yeah. have to say her name on Yeah, I, I wasn't going to say her name, but Julie's the other one who Does she even
2: work here anymore. I haven't seen her. I haven't seen her in a long time.
3: Mm.
2: Mm. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Whatever. <laughs> I'll <back> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um I can't I love Julie. I mean I guess she's got to stick up for the people on her team. But yeah, I've never been anything but nice to Julie. I've done Julie some favors. I think Julie's sexy. I've told you that. How dare she ask you to beat
3: my ass? Well, you, it's just, it just comes down. I don't think she hates you. I think she just think she likes me more.
2: Now, who do you think is going to win? All right, so we, all, we both think Bateman's going to win, right? Yeah. All right, what about um, what about Wonder Boy and Mikey D? Mikey D. I think Mikey D, too. And you see Wonder Boy saying, well, come on. we All stick aside, it's not a bit anymore. You really think Mikey D's going to beat me? Yes. I think he is going to destroy you. And it's going to be a great night. Even if I lose, as long as I see Spoon get his ass booked, because I want to see that, and I see Wonder Boy get pummeled.
3: I think that's the first fight. You better get out there quick. For who, Spoon and Bateman? Yeah, because I got to get
2: down with Donna Mike. Then I get out. I, I think we. Sh- I
3: think they should start with Mikey D and Wonder Boy.
2: Yeah, you always let the girls fight first. <laughs> Just call it the I know, get Foxy Boxing with uh, Wonder Boy and Mikey oh, D. The stupid thing about that is Mikey D. You know, Mikey D is going to kick his ass. I think everybody knows that. And, I mean, that's more the like a guy... The battle of the no bulges.
9: I mean, it's it's like a
2: guy against a girl. I mean, I can't even see... I, I was in here last night just kind of watching the show, watching Ron and Fez, and, I mean, I, Wonderboy was hitting the bag. and I mean, it, he was hitting it like a girl. I mean, his well, was, throws.
3: Fez was making fun of Here's this, the thing. You know? I was holding that bag, which is about, what, 60 pounds? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't moving back at all. I was holding it up, no problem, not dropping it while he was working it. Yeah. And it, I'm, I'm, you know what I'm more excited about, performing. I'm an, I'm an athlete.
2: You know what I mean. And so I like to show off my athleticism in front of people. Whether it be baseball, which I'm gearing back up for. One time I did something like this at the radio station, played one-on-one. Uh, remember Lefty and I talked about it when he was here. Uh, when we went and we played the uh, Retard Brigade. Yeah. <laughs> and the Retard School beat us at, at the edge. But I love getting out and performing athletically. I got the music that I'm going to come out to, and I, I sit there and I think, and I'm just thinking... You're gonna be in trouble if there are a lot of hot chicks in the stands. Because <laughs> there's no way I'm gonna get my ass whooped if there are a ton of hot chicks that dream on Wednesday night with the Ron Fez live broadcast. Well, here's the thing.
3: Hey, uh, why don't we uh, why don't we start up a uh, football league after this? I would love to get a flag football league going.
2: Yeah, you know Broyhill, who just left on him, Mike, was a real big end of that. I do want to get something going on with the guys at the station. Yeah, I think that helps. That was what made the edge so cool is that
3: all the guys were together. Yeah, we would go do either basketball or softball, man. Let's do softball. I play baseball. Yeah, he I probably got two leagues going.
9: what? I, I want football.
3: <laughs> a
2: softball woman. Gonna... No, I will. I'll see what we can do about getting a flag football team together. The only thing that sucks. Is that the flag football usually is at night? So maybe we can see if we can get a Saturday or Sunday league soccer. Uh, our buddy Japher from the Ron and Fez show. What's up, bro? Hey guys, how you doing? What's All right, up, bro? Man, I'm excited. The uh, way home from work, listening to you guys. Wonder Boy is going to get his ass kicked. I think it's more than obvious. Wonderful. Boy- can you
4: imagine the odds <laughs> on him right now?
2: Can you imagine what it's like to be so hated by not only the people that work with you but also the people who listen to the show?
4: Yeah, I mean I don't hate Wonder Boy. It's yeah. just you that- should. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just that Mikey D, I mean, everyone like picks on Mikey D, but he's got
9: all this anger. He's got all, I mean, he actually plays, you know, softball. He's in like three, four different
2: leagues. He's like in the he, karate and stuff, too, isn't he? He's really I mean, he's athletic.
1: athletic. Mm-hmm.
9: Yeah, I mean, I saw him at his birthday party. I mean, he does have little guns, but he's going to pummel his ass.
2: What about between me and Dubs? I'm not picking that fight. We're I not. like
9: both of you
4: guys. No, man, you guys are both boys. my boys. I, can't pick
2: them. I mean, that's the thing is, I mean, you, there there are a lot of people that feel the same way. We're not going to pick because we don't want this. This right. is wrong, wrong in so many different ways. But it's everybody understands why you're doing it. Think of it as a so. game. If it was a game of one on one, you'd pick a winner. You yeah, know? but no one's getting killed. No one's. Got, I mean, can you imagine that? No one's just going to get killed. When you, when you guys comes, goes into the hospital with you know uh, a brain hemorrhage and oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna treat you like you were that personal trainer. I'm gonna act like those gloves are knives that I'm
3: ripping into Wait, your and body. To make love to me. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Thanks, Jeffrey. <laughs> All right, guys. See you,
2: buddy. Let, let, let me try something right here, real quick. I, just just so I know, mm-hmm. I want each one of you guys to hit me in the arm, one arm, each arm. I just want to kind of feel it. Really? All right, cool. I just wanted to tell you now, you know, if I if I break it, if you kill me, I'm going to be... No, up. I'm hold on, I'm saying you... now, I'm clearing this through the lawyers. If I break your arm, I'm not liable. Agree to that. Say okay. yes. Okay. All right. Dubs, oh wait, let's do this. Well, he's going to hit me first, and if he, if he hits on. too hard, you're not doing it. Dubs, turn your back. Okay. I don't want you to see. Now mic I'll, it. Mic it for me, then. And I will do the exact same thing. All right, here's the mic. Okay. You ready? All right. Be gentle. Oh! <gasps> Jeez. oh all right you come do it all right Dude. look i won't look oh ah. ah hold on hold on hold on, hold on hold well on. hit him in the other arm uh,
0: that, yeah that's the idea <laughs> hold on hold on hold on
2: ah that, that felt good you hit the nerve oh that feels that feels good hitting somebody oh. uh. okay all right hold on all right, all right. Gotta I'm, turn I'm gonna turn around
1: ah folks that hurt uh. oh hold
2: on let me okay Say, he, say before you do it, Dub. Say, here, Fat Boy, oh. and then hit him. Just, yeah, you're not can like mic it. <laughs> yeah, you're not gonna yell, "Hey, Fat Boy!" In the come rant. on. All right, go ahead. Go ahead.
1: <laughs> oh! <laughs> oh! <laughs> who's
2: Who's in trouble? Whoa, I am.
1: <laughs> oh, that was the
2: wrong thing to do. God, I'm a dumbass. How How who, How did it feel? Ooh. Who was worse? Be honest. His instant pain. Yours is lingering,
3: though? Yeah. I mean, I don't know what that means. I linger, baby. I'm like herpes. I linger. (laughs) <laughs> you're gonna to have to come up more than three or four years to beat me though
2: <laughs> oh, hey next time Tommy Bateman does this, man Hey Bateman, get in here <laughs> no he's gotta play he's got to fight. he can't do that man No The oh, only why Bateman, wide, Bateman right. needs to punch him I out. need to see how Bateman plays well, is he gonna hit me in the you know stomach the heart no, he'll the, yeah. please let him hit <laughs> you in the back no, no he's not gonna hit me in the back if Bateman hits me I'm gonna hit him back in the back of the neck Just let him hit you come on bro Well yeah All right, right Bateman yeah. get in here come on bro Seriously, but we gotta take a break. We're running late on the break. We actually have commercials during this hour. And then Cam can come in and hit me. Alright. Alright, put your. This is what I want you to do. I want you to put your hands up against the wall. Uh, over there. No, I'm not gonna let him hit me in the back. Where, where's he gonna hit you? Hit me in the arm. Well, you've already been hitting me. How about this? Okay. How about he hits you in the thigh?
4: Yeah, he's not gonna hurt my thigh.
2: Well, let's, well you can still tell. Because I don't want the lingering pain from me or Dubs. Oh. Sit down. Let him hit you in the thigh. This is. God, this is, Homo, <laughs> Red <laughs> Eagle. Come on. Yeah. All right, hold on. All right, well, you know what? Let's stop it so people can hit it. Yeah. You better not use one of those karate kicks either. Yeah. Now, just punch it. Just point. I mean well, I mean this is not this isn't right. No, no, no. Do it on the side. Do it on the side. It's gotta be at least up oh, okay. all right. Let's fight up. No, no, I mean I want to get it I want to find out so it's hold on, yeah. let's say let's set the scene though. Right now. Oh don't even, man. Yeah, okay. Alright, Punani has his leg up it's on up top on, of the, uh, on on the top console, of the yeah. On the console.
3: Go ahead. Uh, uh, don't
2: hurt him though, Bateman, all right. Well, just, I mean, just
3: what you're gonna do in the fight. What you hey, gonna do in the fight? Prop him so he doesn't fall down. He's only on one leg. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yes, I sure
2: <break> <laughs> you would say that. All right. Go ahead.
3: All right, come on, hit him. Oh!
1: Oh! Oh! Whoa! Whoa! Are you okay? (laughs) The hell are you doing? Man, that was
2: my
5: thigh. He hit harder than both (laughs) you guys on my thigh. I told
2: you.
1: Whoa, Spoon, you're dead.
5: Spoon is going to get killed. Man, that changes those odds. I put my hip into it. Oh, dude. We, hey, let's hear it for $100. Wow. Bateman's going to win
2: $100 for both me and Dubs. All right, so I'm... Hey, Cameron, get in here and take a hit from Bateman. (laughs)
3: We want to talk to Cameron, though. Do we want to talk to him after the break? Yeah, we got to take a commercial break. That
2: yeah. was awful. Awesome. Oh, that was a stupid idea. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't think he'd be coming into the show and leaving all sore. No, oh,
3: huh? no. I mean, the thing is, is, I was thinking about doing this with Wonderboy
2: last night, and then I had something come up, and it was like, oh, well, I guess I won't do it. So, But I figured, yeah, why not do it tonight? God, you guys, thank you. Damn. Who feels like men? This is a men's radio show. See, uh, you're still hers. Let's take a break. Coming back. Who mind does? Yeah. No. I think he get a nerve. Like herpes, baby. I like herpes. Hey. I'm dripping. It's <laughs> the hideout <laughs> on JFK. Hideout. Brought... Hideout. There is no spoon.
0: We drink LFA. 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 There, is no LFA's LFA's LFA. there is no spoon. LFA's hideout. There is no
6: spoon.
0: You're listening to Cameron Gray's Man Crush.
1: You have 11
6: new messages.
0: Just check it in. Give
6: me a ring. I'm
1: at 555-4329. Cameron. I'm at a payphone. There, pick up. Pick up, 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 pick up. Okay, I'll be home later. Okay, I'm home. If you buzz when you get in, I'll be here pretty much all night. Man
0: Crush. Hey, man. See you again. I was just taking a whiz. I thought you might have called. Okay, later. Man Crush. We're
1: having ourselves quite a
0: Listening to Cameron Gray's Man Rush. WJFK And welcome back into the hideout.
2: The uh, inspiration for that is joining us in studio now. Warren's here? Yeah, the only thing good about that awful travesty is the music after it. Isn't that Winger? Oh yeah, Winger. WJFK Operations manager or program director? You call it what you want. Uh, Cameron Gray joining us in the hideout. Uh, it's Jefe and Dubs. He's hanging out with you on this Saturday night. And Punani. And Punani is here. Can't, you can't say that. We found out in and Punani means making love to water buffalo.
4: Uh, okay. Uh, Nunani. <laughs> Under.
2: Yeah, there you go. And uh, Bateman taking your phone calls.
3: So uh, if you want to chime in. 866-277-4969, 866-277-4969. When did you take over the Ron and Fez numbers? Uh, well, no. We've had problems In with In
2: fact, them. operations man, we have, we have a problem with the local lines. Yeah, we're having intels No one tells me. <laughs> yeah, we've had issues with the local lines for maybe the past two weeks. And you don't say anything during the week? Well, No, I think I thought it had been said. I thought I thought stuff had been discussed. Well, everything here has to be fixed on the air. Exactly. <laughs> All it'll be fixed. I can't. What else is broken around here? Anything else? Actually, everything else. WJFK is is broken. God, man. When are we getting media touch? (laughs) Oh, come on. That's this inside joke for those of you that have ever worked anywhere (laughs) where you're getting, like, new... Like, whenever they tell you, man, you're going to get new laptops. Yeah, right. Oh, those are coming. What? There's, like, two here already. Laptops? Yes. For who?
5: For WJFK staff.
2: For sales. Just say it. For sales. No. Lies. Do I get one? Do producers get one? Do weekend hosts get one? I don't know the allocation, but there are laptops on the way. And they're all for sales. Let me say that. Let me ask you this. They're
3: the only ones that can afford laptops, and they get free ones.
1: Ask the
2: PD. There's a bunch of salespeople who can afford laptops. (laughs) And how is it we're always hiring salespeople just constantly, and we have issues getting programming people hired? There's no issues. Have you looked in the want ads recently? I don't see his shoes. Are there jobs open? <laughs> Look on the website. What, in the Orange County Review or whatever <laughs> it is where they have the articles on Cameron Gray? Right. Or, Cam- or Kyle article. Stevens? One article. All right. So anyway, um, who are you picking in this? Are you going to be at the fight mm-hmm. on Wednesday night? No, he's
3: no, the, our special guest referee for Mikey D. Wonderboy. Are you really? Yep. Well, do you have any refereeing experience?
2: None at all. But for some reason, I was pulled into the middle of this crazy, bizarre love triangle. So I thought I should... Now I know I know you really like uh, Mikey D. I think Mikey D is one of the coolest guys I've ever met. And all of us, everybody likes Mikey. Yeah, I mean, he's seriously just a genuinely nice guy. You can't help but now, like. You him. talk, you know, the little girl stuff, and you know the stuff yeah, with Lene. We love to bust on him, but you he, know, he's a real likable guy. Yeah, one on one, just so personable. Now, uh, the antithesis of that is Wonder Boy. Yeah, it's your comment, not mine. And you really hate Wonder Boy. Uh, it's not true. Don't say that. That's what I've heard. It's that's what, that's the rumor mill. Stop it. That's what. Uh, stop it. That's Don't what be t- stupid. Tony from uh, engineering told me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's so talkative. <laughs> he's like Cameron's talking about Wonder Boy. Jeez, you got to hear this. We had it over some Bacardi Lamont. <laughs> how you hear it over the jazz? <laughs> uh, again, we're really excited. Right I'm now. sorry. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. But anyway,
3: <laughs> so that's so the funniest th- thing. Walking by his office, and all you hear is just jazz pumping out of it I mean,
2: it, I don't know if you guys it drives you crazy, but we walked through this building. And every once in a while, there'll be a cubicle with a different radio station on.
3: It really bothers Not me. Not every once in a while. You walk down the sales area or upstairs, right. you'll hear either... You don't you know, hear this station. No, you'll in hear either... pockets. You'll hear CDs, different stations, right. or old jazz tapes.
2: <laughs> I can understand that from noon to 2. Um, Oh come on! I can I I realize why. You should if you work in this building, you should listen to this radio station. I'll say this: O'Reilly entertained me for five minutes this week. Really? How's that? He was talking about sex. Oh, okay. For five, did you know he had to dump out of O'Reilly six times? Yes. And uh, look, he's working edgy now. I know. He's,
3: he's working blue. blue. He's going blue. You know what's so funny? He's. I big. I'll listen to him actually for sometimes the whole show, especially when he's talking about gangster rappers. Hey, I love it. Say what you want. He's number two in demo, so there's got to be something right. Stop
2: about selling. It. You're not. That's It's a good show. What are you pining after, Alan's job now? <laughs> God, he's number two in the demo. Well, he is. You can't argue with success, pal. Demo, what old crazy no. loony no. white what's, people? What's our demo genius? Don't know. Don't care. <laughs> okay. You know why the hideout doesn't get pimped? Not interested in demos. Okay. Don't care about demos or rates. Fine. Fine. All I'm worried about is getting
3: ludicrous off the air. <laughs> and Budweiser. going the boycott.
2: So anyway, who you uh, who
3: you? I'm pick- not boycotting. I'm just not going to drink it anymore. Okay. Who are you picking in the fight? Which fight?
2: Uh, Mikey D Wonderboy. Mikey D by a long shot. Uh, is that just wants or is that based on physical ability? What do you mean? Like do you want Mikey D to destroy Wonderboy no, or no, do you no, think no. physical ability no. he'll do? I don't want anyone to destroy anyone else, but I'm just saying I think he's going to kill him. Dubs or me, who are you picking? I am picking you. Really? Ooh. I knew it. I'm sorry, Doug. My boy. Well, he he picked
3: Spoon though, and I do pick Spoon. Yes. So I'm not taking the. I'm all over the place. I know. I'm not putting a whole lot of uh, <laughs> it is money on his on his bets. So I'm 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 about ready to flip over to picking Wonderboy in the fight. Wait. Now. So I I propose a hundred dollars, but now
2: I hear you both are putting up. So I got to put up two hundred. Yes. Oh crap. And and it's gonna be so. So I, much. Why, fun. why do you Fake agree to a hundred dollars? I agree to a hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. So you're doubling it for me. No, no, no. You it, when you were in on Ron and Fez,
3: right? I said I put up a hundred dollars. Yeah, and I said I'd take it, and he called up and he said he'd take it, and you said yes, I'll pull the tape if you want me to.
2: Hey, you don't have I've to. I was, I was dumping that night and I heard it, so All right, I believe you. I, I two hundred dollars, and you said a hundred on, on my up. My so dude, I knew you're you're that's fine, dude. You're an Infinity bigwig. you're a Viacom please. bigwig. I know you got two hundred bones, for and you. I yeah, know you sure every other Viacom bigwig has a bumper. It says I'm a man crush. <laughs>
3: hey, Joel, yours is next. Now I don't I don't think you understand that. If you win, we're doing five weeks of the hideout for free. You know that's what it basically comes down to. Yeah, because we get paid so well. Forty bucks. Uh, all right, we'll
2: figure it out. Yeah. I, I can't. How about this? I can't see taking hundred dollars from each of you. I'll put up my original two hundred. You put up fifty each. No, we'll,
6: no, we'll I, pay you your $100.
2: Uh-huh. We'll pay you your $100. I just don't want to take money from you guys. You, it's not going to happen. Spoon is going to destroy that I'll kid. I'll tell you this, too. I, you know, I, Tommy, get in here. Destroy I want you, him? I want to say this. Yes. Have you gotten somebody to fill in for Spoon Thursday Thursday morning after the after the fight on Wednesday night? Uh, As I promise you, Spoon will probably be in the
3: hospital. All right. Now, Tommy, come over by me.
2: Tommy, hit Cameron. <laughs> yeah, try
3: that. Now, just... I'm just going to put my hands up a little bit and show him some of your speed. Yeah, do I? Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> wow.
10: That's actually kind of impressive. I'm telling you. Wow. I'm
5: telling you. We
10: have taken a he's going to tire fast. He's going to tire fast.
5: No way. I boxed nine rounds. He, but he's been fighting
2: nine rounds for the last two weeks. Listen, I have to stick up for Spoon. I love the kid. Why fighting
5: six foot guys that are two hundred thirty five pounds? Why would you love Spoon? His mother doesn't love him. He's the lovable. His children don't He's love, like him. The lovable love him. Jesus doesn't oh. love him. Jesus hates Spoon. We've had a lot of fun on the road together. He's a good guy. By showing up late when he shows up, I'll listen to you. <laughs> you're, the, you're the model employee, spokesmodel <laughs> yeah. employee. <laughs> hey, why don't
2: you go ruin another Best of Don and Mike? <laughs> <laughs> Yo. <laughs> we told that story two weeks ago. If you're not an avid listener of The Hideout, you missed out on that joke. I'm sorry. Don't starring. be fighting
5: twice that night, then. I won't.
2: What, <sighs> Is he calling you out, too? I, he, he, let me ask you this. Yes. Why does everyone around here hate me? You walk around this building with a puss on your face.
4: Well, okay. <laughs> wait a minute. I got dumped out on the other week from that Jeez.
2: I'm just saying, I, I I do have a very I don't I'm not a happy looking
3: guy. I'm an you're not a happy guy. No. He, well, here's the thing. He,
2: I I know you very well. You come to the office, you talk, and we have a good time and with dubs. But for some reason,
3: you rub people the wrong way. He is because I understand you. I get you. Most people don't get him. Cafe is up and down. He's very up and down. Yes. He can either be the most likable guy in the world, or you just don't want to talk to him. No, I think
2: a lot of people... I mean, the thing is, see, you're intense about your work, so you're always so involved, and that's the thing. And the thing you're, just, that, you're never talkable, but you're always doing something around the and station, and people don't understand. Leave me alone. i got to get it done, and then I'll talk.
3: The thing about half he looks like he's gonna bite your head off sometimes. Yeah, you so do have it. You do look but, scary. But he doesn't. He, if you go up and talk to him, he wouldn't like snap at you. I'm
2: so nice to everybody in this station. Well, I can think. I think one salesperson you're not nice to. <laughs> and I tell you why? Because she, she has the audacity to think that just because we're on a on a weekend or a Saturday night, we shouldn't be treated like we're trying to do a professional show that's on five nights. No a No one thinks that way. That's you thinking that for yourself. No one oh, thinks that way. I saw some things, and I guarantee you she wouldn't have treated Donna Mike or Ron and Fez in the way that we were treated. Well, I mean, no offense, you guys have a good show,
3: but you're not in that league yet. Well, but I, 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 of I course we are not. I think she's already treated Ron and Fez that way. Oh, that's right.
2: <laughs> uh, but I'll tell you this, but I'm just saying, for four hours, maybe only on a Saturday night, we represent the station. There's no doubt. and we're and no, even, one's, no one disputes? And the other thing is, we were doing her a favor. Of course. And we got treated like that. How'd you get treated? I've already talked about all right, that. fine. I disagree with you. That's fine. Ignored? Lied to? No those are a couple of things. No, lied. No. no. Misled. <laughs> now, Led astray. Now, Bamboozled. I saw Malcolm X last night.
1: Hefe, this is okay. why
2: people
3: don't like you. <laughs> what? You get all fired <laughs> it up, really man. He does.
0: Bamboozled. Footwinked. <laughs> Alley I, But I also,
2: I dispute the premise. I don't think everyone doesn't like you. 'Cause I know a couple of people like you know you ask the well there's people don't the like truck. me. There's people that don't like a lot of other people. <sighs> Our listeners hate you. Probably. <laughs> They're not the only ones. Why? And I don't understand. I'm in mean, JFK that. management. I'm to be hated. Yeah. And if people only knew I mean I can't even begin to talk about how I mean, great
3: you'd look with the shirt off.
2: <laughs> and your and your pink shirt going to meet with the lawyers like, right. like a I, little girl.
3: I love it when he wears a flamboyant shirt to work. Yeah. It's not flamboyant, it's colorful. Ruffles. Like no, there's doing a, no ruffle. It's a
2: blouse. Like they're going to do Hamlet. There's no ruffles. Please.
3: You wear a Dallas
2: Mavericks jersey. You're not gonna tell me how to dress. I look like a man. That's the difference. Yeah. Okay. I don't look like I'm ready to go find a glory hole. <laughs> Can we say that? Yeah. Can not we <laughs> say So that? nervous now. Oh, that's the other thing. Christ Almighty. But I have been getting a lot of compliments on the new FCC compliant show. It's a good show. Yeah, it was a good show before. It's a good show now. All right, go sell it. What are we in the demo? <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> See you later. There he is, Cameron Gray. Hey,
3: what, are, is our one sheet ever going to be up on that? Uh, big yeah, they have to the... sell the show since we, were so mean, we... Ur-
2: since are so urgent to put that together and stuff. Well, are you but... going to stop bashing the salespeople? Not interested in okay. them. <laughs> I, I've you know I've never liked salespeople. I'm I, useless. I love. How could you say that? I honestly believe, useless. Okay, maybe your past experiences, but at this station, you still feel that way. There are a couple. It's like this. It's like Carlin says with babies and life in general. Mm -hmm. There are a few winners and a whole lot of losers. Of course. And here there are, like, there's one winner and a whole lot of losers. And you wonder why people don't like it. I'm not going to say who that loser is. Everybody could think they're that that one winner.
3: Don't say who the loser is. Who's your
2: favorite out of all of them? My favorite salesperson. Hmm. That's not even necessary. Why? Why single one out? No, I'm not talking about sales, but you mean just to hang out with? Yeah. I like Keisha. Keisha's real fun. She's a great woman. I don't know how she sells. And all of them are likable people. This is something that I want to stress. Well, most of them are likable people. Right. Just about all of them are likable people. It's just just that doesn't mean that they can sell. But what is it your problem? Because if they could find a way to pimp this great show... Things would be a lot easier when we're talking about other situations and proposals and stuff. Okay. If you made the hideout profitable, it's all about turning the profit. People don't even know Dubs is on this show. And that's not because of the name. It's because they don't listen. They don't, Like you said, they don't listen
3: to the radio station. Mm-hmm. You said that they don't even listen during the week, let alone well, the I weekend. Think, well,
2: that's I'm not saying a blanket statement. There's a certain, <laughs> certain individuals here who... Who are they? I don't know. Come on. I, I just hear other things. Mm-hmm. Can you blame them from Noon to Two? Will you please stop again with that? <laughs> it's a good show. Sporting News. Sporting News. Is... Hey, uh, there's nothing wrong. What happened to... No, I'm saying let's do Sporting News Noon to Two. I don't think Sporting News
3: will get us number two in demo. What happened to Kramer? What's that? What happened to Jim <laughs> Kramer? Who? My one person I could do the uh, do... <laughs> do an impression no. of. Now I can't do it anymore. I'm sorry. Now I have to do Matthew Lesko. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's do it on the bold truth. It's man. the same impression, but do it anyway. Go ahead. Uh, the Chandler family got a <laughs> got a five thousand dollar grand for making chili, making roti out of hot chili pepper.
2: I can hear the radio stations yeah. turning or the uh, stations turning. I
3: now. can do the whole spot There's if you want else. me to. All right, Thanks, Thanks, Cam. See you later. They call me one take dubs. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, wait, Cameron. What do you think of this bit? Every time I do a uh, make a good joke or something, right? You got dubbed. You like that? Oh, no. So it'll never happen. (laughs) No, you you got
2: dubbed? Yeah. And when are we getting, like, T-shirts and bumper stickers and stuff? Uh, We'll be having WJFK bumper stickers very soon. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. Did I say the hideout? No. Oh, what about the website? That's the other thing. WJFK's website is being redesigned, and we'll have it relaunched in uh, a minute. No. I'm I'm
5: not worried about that.
2: You'll be part of it. You'll be part of it. Are we going to have a page? Yeah. Seriously? Yes. Because we wanted to do this whole thing, Mo or No. And... We, we couldn't put it up. Okay. You'll, you'll have a web page soon. Wow. When are you gonna stop spitting on me and jab slapping me when I walk by in the you know, hallways? What was that second phrase? jab slapping me. That's, that's why you. That's why you dump. What does that mean? Who even knows? Smack me on the back of the neck. Did you say jab slap? Yes. How stupid. Is are that you? racist? No, that's what it's stupid. called. What's what a wrestling term? Oh, is that what you and your I've friends said during that. Pearl Harbor? I've never heard of that one. Japs left. How dare you? Yeah, let me show you. Come here. Yeah, go, go back to your soccer show.
3: Now, on WGFK.com, Yes. and El Jefe can actually agree with me on this one, it's called the hideout now, not El Jefe's hideout.
2: Is the it officially Hi- the hideout now? Yes. It's been the hideout for four months. In fact, I, just, I he was I showing me this. He's the only one who believes in this. He was showing me a sales piece that he put together, and it said El Jefe's hideout on it, and I had to correct No, him. I did not put it together. Hmm. But it said El Jefe's hideout. From now on, it's the hideout featuring El Jefe and J-Dubs. Okay. That's what it is. And not John? No. <laughs> not interested. But <laughs> no Bateman either. Tommy Batson, friends, following the Stacy show at midnight, Saturday night. Bateman know, and Dyson. I'd hear that. I want to hear Bateman and uh, Diego. Why don't you let Diego and Spoon do a show? That would be hilarious. I'd love to listen to that. Could you imagine? (laughs) No, dude, yeah. (laughs) That's what this show sounds
3: like. That's my Spoon laugh. See, I can do impressions. Let's talk to William. William, welcome into the hideout.
9: What's up, guys? What's up, Brodom? Not much. Wonder if
10: y'all wanted a pizza again this week?
9: It's the
2: Bluebird Blue? You, You guys want pizza? William was our buddy who stopped in last weekend. And um
4: seeing as I work at Domino's, it's kind of, you know, cheaper for me to get it.
2: Exactly. Yeah, come on in,
4: bro. All right, man. I'll bring you all the pizza. I'll be there hey, in make, half
2: an hour. Hey, this is what we want this time. Pepperoni and bacon. Pepperoni exactly
4: and bacon. That's exactly what I got, y'all.
2: Awesome. We'll see you, bro. That's
4: exactly what I got. All right, y'all. Like, like Some tra- training for the fight? Yeah.
2: Proper, yeah. See, people are saying half a. you know, you may not be nice. You're just kind of whiny. And somebody said we should bring back the beating of the Cameron Line One dummy.
3: Yeah, I wish right, we, I have it. Wish we'd gotten to that at some point. Mm-hmm. All right, we actually have. Do we, you. do we want Tommy to work the Line One dummy? Wow, oh, that's not
2: a bad idea. Maybe we should take the Line One dummy out to the Rana Fez gig.
3: We should uh, to be uh, you know, fully homoerotic like the show is. We should have him inflate the doll first, <laughs> the man doll, and then he has to work it. <laughs> To work it because he just he just blew up a, a a man doll and now he's feeling bad about himself so he has to beat up the doll
2: like that doesn't go on three days a week like he doesn't already do that already eight six six two seven seven forty nine sixty nine Easy to come. I'm not, I, dude. I just saw the way he was working you over there, just like punching your punching your hands. Who, John Wayne Bateman? Yeah, John Wayne Bateman. Why didn't we think of that? You're not even gonna have a real name anymore. We're not even gonna use Tommy. It's John Wayne Bateman from now on. On the Ron and Fest show, you can go by Tommy Bats. On this show, you're John Wayne Bateman from henceforth. So what we need to do is we haven't even gotten, huh? Uh, oh, <laughs> I hear you. Yeah, and that's that's the thing that's going to suck the most, is that we're going to have to give this drop to Ron and Fez. Toby's a fag. Tommy's a virgin. Tommy's a fag. Tommy's a virgin. So fit right in with all the other drops. Let's do this. Let's go ahead and do uh, Mandatory Manson. We haven't even
3: technically started the show. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, we haven't talked about anything. We've got had, we had so much. It's a show about nothing. That we want to do.
2: Let's stay you hang out till 1. I, I, I feel like I could go, I could go that it. long. Yeah. Stacy, look out. Oh, damn, that's right. She comes on. Yeah, Stacy, just, you know, you'll start at midnight or no, something. No, let her come in. And she can do the shit. Oh, no, never mind. All right, so this is what we're going to do. We're going to do mandatory minutes and We're going to come back, and we're actually going to treat this like a real show. Okay. Um, we have some stuff online. We're going to talk to our buddy, Shafee, from the riff in Detroit. I didn't get to this last week, but the whole, I'm going to draw the correlations between the government and the radio industry, and for you to see, sadly, how little say it is that you have be it requesting a, a song or be it um voting and i tell you to vote and to go out and vote but i'm i'm i have this whole chart but that don't I, request songs i have this whole chart that i've created and maybe you can educate me because i mean we are after all in the nation's capital a lot of government people and i want to see if they if they agree with what i've come up with i think this is i think this is brilliant yeah also too when we come back from mandatory Manson, our good buddy lefty has a very odd situation. Lefty's girlfriend went on spring break without him. She's a senior at Michigan State University. Beautiful girl. Sorostitute. I'm not gonna say that when he's on the phone. She's in a sorority. Is she still? Yeah. She quit two years ago. Oh, well, she was in a sorority. Once okay. in a sorority, always in a sorority. Like the KKK. Once you've been in, you always been in. Dubs. Really? Dubs. <laughs> I thought I was out a year ago. So here's the thing. We're gonna talk to him. I can't believe he... I didn't it. renew my license. I cannot believe that he allowed this to happen. I tell my woman, there's no way you're going. Why? You're not going to spring break. I will explain it. Let me, we'll get okay. into this after this. 866-277-4969. to be
0: one of the Mandatory.
1: We will no longer be oppressed.
0: I F, A, I don't
1: By the police state
0: mentality.
1: 106.7.
0: The hideout begins
2: after this. Marilyn Manson, this is what Spoon's going to be feeling, what Wonder Boy's going to be feeling, and what Dubs is going to be feeling. The speed of pain. Why do you make this gay? For mechanical animals. The speed of pain. Mandatory Marilyn Manson. It's The Hideout with Ohefe and J-Dubs, 106.7 WJFK. J Dub, uh, Punani hanging out with us as well. Great Saturday night too. You hope everybody's um, weather little chilly, but uh, a lot better than it was during the week. You know what?
3: It, it is chilly today. It's been chilly all week, but it really is starting to feel like spring. Yeah. You know, it's starting to feel good.
2: I think we got that one last little wintry move through, and now the uh, the spring is here, and the the, the, the beautiful times are here, J Dub. The time. God, I cannot tell you how bad I want to go out and just sit on a patio and just get lit up. I miss that so much. Going and finding a nice neighborhood. I miss having a neighborhood bar. I don't have a place in Silver Spring where I can go, because I don't like to drink and drive, and it's a an hassle to get on the metro and go down to D.C., and there's nowhere in Silver Spring where I could just go sit on the patio
3: and have a few brews. I'm lucky enough that I have two fairly close to me with patios that are, uh, like, only two blocks away. And I hate having to go to your place to drink. And you yeah. gotta be you got to be
2: excited. I, I don't mean to bring it up again, but, I mean, you're, you're single now or in the process. So this has got <laughs> spring is the perfect time, short skirts, blouses. i got to say, beaters. you got to I mean, be loving that. You know, the fall and winter were pretty empty, so I'm looking forward to a, a nice spring 04 for uh, good things to turn around for myself, definitely. Um, and I I've been feeling real romantic lately. Uh-oh, what do you mean? I just I feel a lot like I, now because maybe spring is here. You know, I miss having a a woman who I can take out, uh, open doors for, buy flowers for, look her in the, in the face and say you're you're such a you're such a beautiful earthly goddess. Well, oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ! You've been practicing with Cameron,
3: haven't you? <laughs> Now I'm usually the one that takes a gay twist in the show. I think you've surpassed anything I've ever well, done. Well, because I'm
2: talking about missing having a woman around that I can treat no, no, like no, a no. princess, no, like that's, a
3: queen. That's all fine, but the way you were looking at me when you said it, I specifically looked away from you. No, you didn't. Jay Dubs, he loves you so much he wants to be. Actually, done. that might have been the problem. It, you were like saying it in an uncomfortable way, where you're kind of looking away from me, but it, it, you could tell you're pointing it at me. Dubs, you're an earthly goddess. Thank you. Jesus. Alright, so there we are. Welcome into I your... can't wait till spring comes wrong so you can wear that short skirt.
2: Welcome to your favorite Saturday night show. Spring is definitely here because spring break is here. Um Dubs, I don't know, did you you didn't go to college. No, but I went to spring break all the time. You were a very and I went to college, however, I went to Texas Tech University and I never experienced a spring break. The closest that I ever got to the spring break action was when I went to Cancun senior year after high school. After you graduate your graduating trip and you go down to Cancun and just the craziness that goes on there. I mean we had we had people I mean literally this is what we did want this is actually what we ended up doing. We would we would purchase the porn on the pay per view and have like a porn party and so all the chicks are over and we're all sitting there watching the porn getting sexed up and then everybody goes back to their rooms. Sometimes with multiple partners, it was just ah. Man. And then I, I had I had this one Erod. You know Erod? you yeah. Work with us. Uh, my he's basically my Three brother. Million. Yeah. And he um he ended up having relations in the swimming pool of the Oasis Hotel. Wow. In
3: Cancun. That guy was a pimp too. He's a stone cold pimp. Like man. Uh, we would go out to the bar. He would have. Pick up the litter. oodles the I mean, numbers. We call him Erod because you know I think he, we should call him E Jeter because he he's like just a smooth looking you know uh, Cuban guy. Exactly,
2: and he baseball player and you know, he's like a brother to me. So anyway, but he ends up having relations in the swimming pool, and he was like, and we were, so then we started goofing on him because we ended up seeing the chick. Oh, oh God. God, she she wasn't fat. But she's like one of those they wear the bikini cut and there's a little something hanging over. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and then and then so you know we're talking about it and we're like, well, did you did you bag it? Were you safe? He's like, no, man. Chlorine kills AIDS. <laughs> Are you kidding?
3: Are you kidding me? You really said that? I love that guy. He is so awesome. Oh. Um. Uh, a spring break story about our friend uh, Reamer, mm, who works down uh, in Little Rock now. Yeah, he uh, he went to spring break actually in Cancun, and hooked up with a chick because he 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 just made a made a pact himself that he's going to score during spring break, and he never scored whenever ever we knew him. Uh huh. I guess he ended up getting a chick that all of his friends tell me, and he tells me, looked like a blueberry muffin. (laughs) What? She was fat. She had the purple dimples and the cellulite. (laughs) No. So they called her the blueberry muffin, and he he had the chance to bang her at the beginning, and he didn't. And then, like, you know, day seven comes around, and he's like, Jesus Christ. All right, blueberry muffin, get over here.
1: No. That's so
2: funny, blueberry muffin. (laughs) Who even thinks of that? Well, you're shaped like a guitar, according to Fez. According to everybody. So so you just know, and, I'm, and we got, if you've got any crazy stories, I'd love to hear it, but you just know that things get wicked crazy on spring break. Now, the other thing, too, about this is that spring break is usually the best freshman year and then senior year. Yeah. Freshman year because it's your first one. Sophomore year, you're trying to recover. Whoa, never again. Junior year, you're so focused on trying to get out of there. Senior year, you realize you only got about a month left. And so, you're, you know, you're going to go buck wild. So my buddy Lefty, apparently, and he's our buddy. He, yeah. He sat in on the show one night.
10: Lefty. What's up?
2: What happened to you, bro?
10: What happened?
2: How'd you lose it?
10: Well, she took spring break, and she doubled it. How long is sp- spring break traditionally? Um, a week. Right, Not she- even that. For two weeks now. Mm-hmm. She left for the first week to go to San Diego for figure skating nationals, right? Mm. Whatever. That's fine. I-, I loved that week, actually. I lived it up, man. I sat there eating fried chicken and pizza in bed, like, every night throughout the week. It was awesome.
2: Now, let's describe this for those of you just joining us right now. Hey, there's our buddy William. Hey, William, bring it in the pizza, bro. Right on, man. Awesome. pizza. I love it. Have a seat, man. Uh-huh. So, anyway, have a seat. Let's get him some headphones. So, anyway. How's it going, guys? Pretty good. Just hang out with the conversation, all right? No problem. All right, Lefty. So, let's describe what your chick looks like, though. Oh, all right. Is, this is where it's the most interesting. She's a Hooters waitress. Yeah. She was in a sorority. Uh huh. She's blonde. Very well endowed, uh-huh. a, a kind of a, a smaller girl. Like she's 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 short. She seems short. No, she's not too short. She's a she's regular like average. Like yeah. I'd
10: say five seven, five six.
2: She's she's a top of the line hotter uh, Hooters girl. All yeah. right, sure. Well, how old? Twenty two. Twenty two. <laughs> you son of a bitch. And this should tell you a little bit about Lefty. He's not your average radio guy. Lefty, uh, he can pull this kind of stuff. Nobody in this room is pulling a twenty two year old hot. Hooters girl who goes to Michigan State University and does national figure skating It's like a dream it is so she goes down to spring break. How come she didn't take you with her?
10: I couldn't afford to go down there her parents did
2: this is my question to you why would you allow her to go if you can't
10: go because you know what she's gonna go regardless if she, she le- to do what she wants to do and if I if I put up a fight, then it's just going to be a fight I'm going to lose.
2: To me, she's saying our relationship doesn't mean anything. You guys are to the point where you're even considering engagement. Yeah. Yet she's still going down to Mexico for spring break to get drunk, to dance. To, have, to for complete and utter debauchery, because it's her senior year at Michigan State University.
3: Oh, now, for sure. Now, Lefty, here's my question to you: Would right. she, would she let you go to like, you know, Vegas if you wanted to for a week, or you know, some somewhere spring breaky? Would she let you do anything like that?
10: Yeah. Well, I actually I just went to Vegas like a few weeks ago, and I caught hell the whole time I was there because every time I called, I was drunk. It's like I'm in Vegas. They serve booze 24 hours a day. What do you want from me?
2: See, and this is the thing too. Lefty went with his parents. Yeah. because it was his little sister's birthday. Why is she going?
3: It's spring. I don't know. it's spring. Spring break. It's spring break. See, I I have no problem with uh, letting my girlfriend go wherever. Because I went to uh, spring break in Florida one year when I was with my girlfriend, and she wasn't going anywhere. I told her, you can either come out with me if you want to, or you can go with your friends who were all guys to where uh, they were going to Vegas. Is it something with me and my self esteem? I ask this honestly because. I would not
2: allow a chick that hot to go down to Mexico to get drunk and dance and party up.
3: So what you're saying is a hot chick can't go. But if you're, for some reason, dating some pig... Yeah, go ahead. Well, you don't care so much about the pig. No, because... I, I guarantee everybody at spring break is going for the pig because they know it's an easy score but and they don't have to have to see her again.
10: Look at Erod. The story you just told about Erod. <laughs>
3: the the pig gets banged more than.
10: <laughs> They're begging for it at that point. Yeah, but, but here hot chicks get it wherever they are. They don't need to be on spring break to get it. But I but here's
2: I don't care if a pig's gonna cheat on me. I don't care if I end up losing the pig. Right. How often are you going to get a 22-year-old
3: Hooters girl? You are going to lose her, though. Okay, maybe she goes down there and has a little fun. Who cares, you know? Right. Would you care? Honestly, as is- long as I don't know about it, I guess I don't care. You really don't care mentality. If you Mentality. Know. You know, if you don't know, what you don't know won't hurt you.
10: Exactly, and that's the way I feel. Yeah. I've said I don't want to hear any stories. So here's the thing, Lefty.
3: Where are you, where are you right now?
10: Sitting in her
2: apartment. In East Lansing, Michigan? Yep. Holding her teddy bear crying? No. <laughs> Waiting for the wings yeah. game? Hey, can you do something for me?
10: Actually, I've been cleaning up cat vomit all night. Nice. Yeah. Can you do something for me? What do you need? Send me a pair of her underwear. A pair of her underwear? Yeah.
3: No. I want a bra. She works what? at Hooters. Yeah, I'll wear, I'll wear it my head call myself a Viking. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Here's the thing. Tonight's her last night in Mexico, right? Spring break? No,
10: she's in L.A. now. What? Yeah, get this. Who? Who do these girls think they are? They're 22-year-old college students. They go to San Diego for a week for another week. Now they're spending the weekend in L.A.
2: God. So you know, but it's still her last night of spring break.
3: Right. You know. If she hasn't gotten it yet.
2: Are you telling me if she doesn't run into, like, Andy
10: Dick or somebody in L.A.? It <laughs> spreads? There's no way he's, no he's going to be able to perform anyway.
3: Oh, my God, man. i that's tell her, you if I ran into Andy Dick.
10: That's right. <laughs> okay. I have no problem with her, with her uh, having relations with celebrities. Really? Nah, that's fine i, you know, I to expect the same courtesy.
2: I almost feel the same. There are only certain celebrities, though, that I wouldn't right. mind. It's
10: that list of five. Shaq. It's a list of
2: five. No way. No way, Shaq. <laughs> Kidding me? Kobe. Um, no, not Kobe either. <laughs> you don't have any choice in that. <laughs> Earl...
1: <laughs> NBA players don't count.
2: Earl Boykins, I'm okay with. He's five, five. I'm fine with that. Uh, who are celebrities like Dubs? Who would you allow your chick? Sparky Anderson.
6: <laughs> Throw him a bone, why not? Marty Morning
2: <laughs> Um So, yeah, man, I'm just thinking it's her last night out. You're sitting there cleaning up cat vomit of her cat. Yeah. And she's in L.A. running around just looking hot as hell, probably getting it. And that doesn't bother you? Knowing that at the time, because you're working, spinning tunes at that lame-ass station that you work at in Lansing right. at night knowing that she's out dancing in the clubs, probably earning Girls Gone Wild t-shirts. Wow. Mm.
10: Yeah. See, Not I had, like, weeks. an evolution of emotions throughout these past two weeks. Because I remember when I first talked to you, like, I don't care. Yeah. And then I talked to
2: you
3: a couple of days ago, and you were like, dude, I'm I'm living. Well, yeah, after two weeks, I bet it starts to get to you. It's, you know, especially when you expect to be back earlier.
10: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like, the first week, I was totally cool. I lived it up like a bachelor, you know what I mean? Then, like, that last Earlier this week, I was like, oh, I kind of miss her. This sucks. And then after that, the past, like, four days, just been pissed.
3: Are you going to lay Have you Have you uh, lashed out on her? Have I you did. gone
10: out and... Earlier today, I did. What did you do? What happened? I just picked a fight. Nice. I did had you... a chance of winning, and I totally lost it.
3: <laughs> Stupid. Now, have you uh, gotten any numbers or anything? And like, Have you gone out to the bar and played the pimp?
10: No, nah, you know what? I've been going out to the bar, but, like, just right next door to Reno's, and that's about it, and there's no chicks there. God
3: damn, man, that's my thing.
2: Now, yeah, when the cat's away, dude, you're supposed to play. And not Reno's. Watch.
3: Why would you go to Reno's while the
2: cat's away? That's like that's just like some lame ass neighborhood. Yeah,
10: or. sports bar, just your typical sports bar. But I've been I've been working too much, really.
2: I don't know. I I, I wonder if I'm alone. Punani, I mean, would you care? If you're hot, if your hot Hooters girlfriend's going on spring break to San Diego, Mexico, L.A.? No, I mean, here's the secret. I mean, this is what when my chick back in my college days is she took her toy with her, and I just told her make sure she comes back with the batteries uh, empty. Wow. What about you, William?
6: Oh, no. You
2: know, well, L.A. is
10: kind of, you know, everybody looks like that. Everybody looks hot. Well, she's... You know, but yeah, but she might not really get any in L.A., but Cancun, like you said, you know, she's probably...
2: girls gone wild. And then, plus, the other thing, too, is, man, when you're away, especially there's this thing about being out of the country. You just... You mean she didn't meet some hot, you know, little cabana boy? <laughs> and, and I wish <laughs> hey she had that's, bah- that's Bahamas, <laughs> not the, uh, uh, yeah. Well, wherever, you know. I, I can't... Man, this is another side of you. I can't believe... Yeah. And just think that, man, you know... Nobody's going to find. Who's going to find out? He's not going to know. And then you could end up having the, the herpes or something when she gets back.
3: Some weird uh, Cuban disease or something, Mexican, Mexican disease.
2: Yeah, some another weird strain down there. I just can't I just can't believe there's a guy out there. Uh, 866-277-4969 who would allow his 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 girlfriend just period to go to spring break by herself. Because you because know, i 'm just saying on the on the few vacations that I've been with, like when we went down to Cancun, I happened to be with my chick at the time, so you know it was just you know with the chick, but I saw other guys who were engaged or even had their chicks down there and were like, hey, man, can you keep my chick busy' Because I just met this dude she, or this chick. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 what kind of crowd were you hanging out with man talking about I'm talking about earero again, but I, I just met this chick who um who uh, you know, she's from like, you know, she's from Michigan, and I'm never gonna see her again. What's up, Bateman? Uh,
10: Dub, just let so you know I marked that on the computer.
2: Shut up.
3: Thank you. Thank and you. The phone. I just met this dude. Great. That's yeah, gonna be everywhere. <laughs> Now, if my girlfriend wanted to go down spring break, I'd just give her the, the ground rules. Number 1, no water sports. You know? <laughs> I I think if if you can keep her within those parameters, you're in good shape. I
2: mean, here's my thing. Is that
3: even cheating though? No. Come on. I mean, how can you be a hypocrite? I
2: mean, we all I mean, we're all single now. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, even now, even if we go down in our present state including me, I mean, yeah, I'll be trying to bang on some 22-year-old hot body, but, yeah, I know I'm not going to stand a chance. But even if I was in a serious relationship, I, you know, of course you're going to you, Lefty, you didn't even look at any women when you
10: went to Vegas? Oh, all I did was look. Are you kidding me? They're everywhere. You can't help it. Did you try
2: to talk and think, man, she's never going to find out?
10: Nah, you know, I was with my parents and my little sister the whole time. I had no chance.
2: Your little sister. Mm. <laughs> I, I already learned we can't go down that road. That was in Lansing, we can't go down that road. Nobody yeah. else will hear it here.
10: Yeah, go ahead. His little sister's hot.
2: He would never bring her around us. though. No. And I never
10: will. We saw pics, though. I never will either.
2: She's one of those chicks that has the tattoo
3: on the, on the small of her back. Now, you haven't had the water sports talk with her, have you?
1: <laughs> Your little sister.
10: I've actually called my sister. My sister's officially white trash now because she's got three tattoos.
2: That, that, hey, Dubs is getting a tattoo this weekend no, uh, uh, when I beat his ass in the fight that's coming up on Wednesday. Is that gonna
3: be your third, Dubs? Yeah, I'll be my third. That you're absolutely white trash. But
2: it's not gonna be. It's not gonna happen. That's the thing. You either gotta have three tattoos or be for Fowlerville. It's so automatically yeah. considered white trash. <laughs> so you're like double time. Dubs, uh or lefty, who do you think's gonna win in this fight between me and dubs? You know both of us, you know how both of us work out, you know uh <laughs> you know our you know our
3: We're uh, trying to slant this, you know how who uh ha- who can uh who has no pain tolerance.
10: Right. Who do you think? Just in a fight and in, in a normal no, fight? I'm boxing. Boxing? I'm going with dubs. Oh, what? You're supposed to be my best friend, why would you pick dubs? <laughs> 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 well I'm gonna go with dubs for one reach is a big thing. You're
2: wait a second. You're like six five. You've got a long reach, but you're skinny and you smoke. Yeah, yeah so you'd beat your ass.
10: Yeah, I could take you. I guarantee. You're not you. a fighter, Hefe. You're not a fighter.
2: I'm really not. I'm a lover. This is what I was talking about. Exactly. I'm feeling romantic.
10: Exactly. I'm gonna exactly. be more. You're fo- not gonna win any fights.
2: I'm gonna be more focused on the chicks that are, you know, right in the crowd.
10: i have no doubt you could defend yourself, but you're not gonna win a fight. You're not beating anybody's ass.
2: Any- anytime anybody ever wants to fight with me, I'm always backing up too. I'm like no 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 come on we can talk this out we can right. talk this out. There's no reason to go get so upset.
10: No
3: the thing is you will start a fight and then you'll try to weasel it out of it by talking. <laughs> you know? I've seen you so pissed off like <laughs> especially at like either sporting events or concerts where you're you're starting the biggest fight in the world with the biggest guy in the world. I have to get in the middle of you two so I can break it up and then you're just like oh yeah yeah no no I have no problems no problems man.
2: <laughs> speaking of this right, it's so funny you say that. That exact thing happened to me last night. So here's the thing. I'm driving on 16th Street. I'm coming from downtown, headed up to Silver Spring. And there's this guy who's behind me in, like, this infinity or something, some sort of car. Yeah. like a nice car.
5: And he's, like, flashing his lights
2: and, like, driving erratically behind me. And, you know, I'm just, I'm going normally. And, in fact, there are, like, three cars ahead of me. So I'm like, what the hell's going on? Eventually, we move up, and we're side by side. And... He, I, You know, the, the light turns green, and he tries to get over in my lane. So I'm laying on the horn, you know, like yelling at him, like, back off, you clown, back off. And he just looks at me for a second and then goes back to driving normally. Eventually, he gets in front of me, and in the middle of 16th Street, stops his car. Just stops his car. I'm like, oh, Christ. <laughs> and then he starts slowing down, like whenever we're about to pull up next to each other at a light. I'm thinking, oh, man. And then he's like, you know, and then and then not only does he do this, and not only does he stop in one lane, then he gets in the middle of the two lanes and stops his car. And so, and he's just like, he's just screwing with me this whole time. So eventually, man, I just fall back. I'm like, this isn't worth it. I need to get home. I need no, no, to play you...
3: PlayStation 2 or something. You got... <laughs> If you're getting yourself in that position where you know you were partly at fault where you're yelling at the guy, you've got to back up the swagger, but here's you the guy you got to step out of the car.
2: He's the one that was starting all this, yeah. and this and the guy, when he looked at me, he looked high. He just had this look in his eye, like, like I'm ready like to kill him. high
3: or crack high or what kind of
2: like you No, know, like that crackhead high, where it's like I'm invincible right now, and I will destroy you. And then, I've had that 10-foot that tall and That's a That's a dangerous
3: situation. To and be when in.
2: he's just stopping his car in the middle of the road, he doesn't know if there are cops behind him. He's just stopping in the middle of the road. And everybody's honking, and he's just stopping and kind of moving along slowly. So I get off the of 16th Street and make my way over to 14th and you know run like a
3: little girl. Man, it wasn't worth it. I didn't want to die last night. One time uh, we were driving down the road, and someone did it to us. Gets out of the car, rips his shirt off. And there's three of us in the car. It's so like, screw this guy. Two of us were drunk, but we're you know we get out of the car. My one friend, drunk as hell, falls out of the car, breaks his beer bottle on the ground, goes after him. I've never like this guy was tough, and I've never seen a guy run back into his car and just take off so quick. So you gotta get out either you know, threaten him with a beer bottle or
1: something.
2: Now here's my other thing too. I I, I realize they now have a pattern of running away. Um, There was another time I was in Milwaukee with my pops. We went on this tour of the Midwest ballparks. And so we were in Milwaukee at the time. It was myself, my father, my older cousin who pitched at uh, the University of Texas, and my cousin who's younger than me. Well, another case of road rage. And my dad happens to be in front this time. My dad hops out of the car and goes and starts pulling this guy out of his car. And the guy, and that dude's in a car with a whole bunch of his buddies. So my cousins are hopping out. My other cousin's like 11. And he's hopping out ready to fight. And I'm sitting in the car locking the doors. Because <laughs> I do
3: not want to get in a confrontation. An 11-year-old is jumping out ready to fight. And you're locking yourself in the car.
2: And I was, and I, yeah, I was 12. I don't want to fight. I'm not a fighter, man. God damn. And I'm going to go buck wild on you. Patrick, welcome <laughs> to the hideout.
4: Hey, fellas. How's it going? What's up, brother? Not much, man. You guys have struck a little bit of a nerve. I just got back from uh, Panama City last night, and uh, it was the first time i have been on spring break. Mm-hmm. And uh, my girl had gone the year before when we were going out, and I wasn't really that worried about it because I didn't really know what it was all about, I guess. And now that I've been down there and I've, I've seen what it's like and I've seen... Well, my mentality was like down there. I'm starting to bug out now that I'm thinking about it. You're
2: thinking a year ago she was
4: banging. Exactly. Did you? Uh, exactly. Did you?
3: Uh, where'd you stay at?
4: We were down in uh, Panama City actually.
3: Cause Dubs, that was the last time. You yeah, went. That's, that's one That's right. I went. We. Uh,
4: you go to Club La Vila?
3: Oh yeah, we went there one night. I wasn't too impressed, but I was more impressed with the uh, big uh, like the bars right on the beach where they had the uh, beach parties during the day. You Pay 20 bucks to get in, free uh, free
4: drinks. Well, let me that. ask you did, you. did you do anything? Yeah, I did actually. We're not going out anymore, so I'm a free man, recently free. And so, but I mean, my mentality was basically like, you know, any girl, any time. And I know that every guy I was with had the same attitude, so now I'm thinking back about her being surrounded by a bunch of dudes like me, and I'm thinking, oh, man.
2: And for some reason, the chick's mentality at spring break is just a little bit different. Like, you know, oh, it's yeah. spring she, she turns into a dude. It's spring break, and it's expected. It's just exactly. going to happen. They, yeah, yeah, they exactly. turn into dudes.
3: They, like, they want it just as bad as you. Did you, yeah. quest, did you
4: question your chick when she came back, Patrick? No, I was thinking, you know, I was thinking, you know, she, oh, we've been going out for a while, and she went down there with her girlfriends, and she was telling me, like, oh, no, we're just going out during the day, and at night, you know, we're taking it easy and, and oh, whatnot. Geez. God. Yeah, I know. Hook, line, and sinker, man. I fell for it. How uh,
2: did you end up? How did you end up? Eventually, end up breaking up.
4: Oh, uh, we uh, we just broke up recently because I'm probably gonna be moving out of D.C. and we've been going out for a long time. Okay. It's kind of complicated. But she didn't uh, cheat on you. That'd be great if that was like his uh, pattern that you know, started that, was, that wasn't it, but you know she may very well have. Who knows?
2: All right, well, good for you, man. Jeff, fun. How? Hey, what was the quality like down in Panama City? this you know, time? it was
4: great because all the uh, all the Florida schools were on break. So Florida State. Like University of Florida and Central Florida, were all down there. And so, so you know
2: they were in, in Mexico too,
4: Lefty. The same yep. guys. Yep. God exactly. Damn. Same same guys. Florida frat boys. So nice. you
10: know who knows. Hey man, I got to call her now.
1: <laughs> Go live. <laughs> hey, I hate the to live. To do it to you.
10: All right, bro. Thanks, man. All right, take it easy, guys. That's what I'm saying, Lefty. I know. I'm not. I'm not pleased at all.
2: Are you? So you're gonna pick a fight with her whenever she
10: gets back? I already you... did, and I lost the first one. So I, here, this is what you, I've been thinking you, you really just... If she walks in the door and it's instantly into the bedroom, all is forgiven.
2: What if she's like, I'm tired? now. I've been traveling.
10: You know, I, you, I could care less about Here's him. what you should say. That's her get-out-of-jail-free card.
2: Here's, the, here's what you say. You look her straight in the eye and say, how many guys did you sleep with?
10: <laughs> well, I did have one small piece of reassurance in the fact that I know for a fact it's that time. This whole
3: past week. I don't matter in spring break. You're at one of those Probably foam pa- You're at
2: one of those phone parties. You're a Red Wings fan. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Detroit Red Wings.
4: That's hey, they invented showers for you.
2: <laughs> hey, bro. Um, yeah. You look her straight in the eye and just ask her how many guys you sleep with. You just tell me now. I'll forgive you and we can move on because we've been with each other long enough. And as soon as she says it, you call her a skank, you call her a whore, you take the cat, and you run.
10: <laughs> <laughs> I don't want the cat. It's throwing up all over the place.
2: All right, that too. I'm just saying, man,
3: 866-277-4916. Uh, how did hey,
10: lefty, lefty handle this?
3: Lefty. Yeah. I, I'll send you a picture of my uh, cat that we took this weekend. Okay. Uh, we bought
10: a shirt for it. Yes. You
3: did not. Yes. Yeah, I swear to God. We, we covered it at this time last week. Dude, it
2: is the queerest thing you've ever seen in your Did life. I
10: tell you what we did for Christmas? No. We bought them each uh, little Santa hats and took pictures with
2: them. <laughs> See, we were looking for Santa hats. We couldn't find any that would fit them. Who are my they were, friends? They
10: were tough to find.
2: Who are my friends? <laughs> these are my two best friends in the world, and these are the way they treat their animals.
10: Listen to us. Jesus. All right, man. Well, hey, good luck. And let me know
2: if, uh, if she <laughs> ended up doing anything. I will. Oh, I definitely will. I want to give her my number. <laughs> <laughs> she's hot, man. There's a. Can you think of anybody famous that she would resemble?
10: No, I've thought of that question before. O- I can't come up with anything.
2: Occasionally, I'll see someone, I'm like, oh, that looks like Lefty's chick. But I can't ever remember who it was. But she's a, just a good-looking, you know, Hooters girl, man. Yeah. All
10: right, good she's a you. Midwest chick, you know.
2: Yeah, but she's not one of those Midwest girls from, like, Michigan that has, you know, a big onion. Right. She don't have fat ass.
10: No. Yeah, it's plump though.
2: A <laughs> little potential. All right, bro. I'll talk to you. <laughs>
10: <laughs> all right, later, later, 8 Dubs will talk to you, man. Later.
2: I don't know how he does it. You just
3: talk to Patrick. People like that. What it's like
2: on spring break? Now, Here I pro-
3: I proved to my girlfriend that I didn't do anything on spring break. Ow. I you really can't say it on the air, I don't but know. <laughs> really, look at Lickety split. That's all I, I can say. You know, when I got back, look at split. Oh, you you took care of things whenever you got back, the same way that left. And it it, it, it didn't take the amount of time it normally does. Okay, I got you. So. And that I mean, is- that, that, that's the way that girls can test guys. But I don't know how a guy can test. Oh,
6: come on. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, come on. But,
3: we're, but we've been talking about it.
2: So, you know, we don't want oh, to. man. I know. We only dump Punani. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good joke. It was. Uh, but it's because we've been having the conversation for this long. Hey, speaking of this, just real quick, going back to uh, going back to Erod saying that chlorine kills AIDS. Um, you
3: know,
2: no, it's so funny because after I heard that, I ended up doing something for like a public service program. (laughs) You said that? Well, no, a public service program where we had somebody in from the local, you know, um, aid society or whatever. You raised your hand and asked? Well, no, it was, it was, I was hosting the public affairs show and I was like, Hey, I don't mean to be stupid, but, uh, I had a buddy of mine who went on spring break, and I told him the whole story, and he was like, hey, you know, I didn't have to, you know, protect myself because chlorine kills AIDS. Apparently, and again, this was way back then, and this is just what that person told me. It does, like, just itself, like, you could put, like, if it were in, you know, a little vial or something, and you put in the chlorine, apparently that could kill it, but it's not going to protect you. So don't go out and have unprotected sex. You know, but if you actually happen just to get chlorine and put it in a little, you know, or like
3: fat you know, or something. Or someone with AIDS had a drip of blood in the pool. It's not going to kill you. It's not going to give you AIDS, probably. Well, I don't even know about that. Well, that, that's probably what he's saying, though. But, it, you know. It doesn't protect you. No. no, there's no you don't think you can uh, bring an AIDS chick into a whirlpool and you'll be safe.
2: <laughs> well, don't, don't think that, well, not even so much that, but don't think that you can't have unprotected sex. And the thing that I wanted to bring up real quick was this thing that i saw us adolescents who pledge not to have sex until marriage have about the same rate of stds as other teenagers and often fail to keep the pledge according to the survey
3: that that's just like at our school we had uh, students against drunk driving <laughs> all of them even like especially the had people on the board they'd be at all the parties drinking and driving back and forth you know they it was a total just you know almost Ha ha ha! Look what I'm a part of, and I'm—you almost join that
2: club or join that just to mock it, to goof on it, and to yeah. mock on it. It's all so it, It's so funny that you bring up this high school thing. Apparently in Texas, we didn't even know it. We were like this test, like pilot, um, group for this situation where they would come around and they would gather us all in the gymnasium. Yeah, and they would have this one motivational speaker or something. Talking about the great things of virginity and talking about saving yourself and how important it was to be abstinence. The same kind of stuff that Bush wants to teach, that wants to spend all this money on teaching, this abstinence only stuff. And what they would do is they would hand out these little cards. Mm -hmm. And the little card says, I promise to save myself until marriage. And then you sign it, and you're supposed to hold on to it and put it in your wallet or in your purse and be proud of the fact that you're going to hold on to this thing. It was so funny because every single guy with game who obviously had already been laid before would go up to all the chicks and be like, hey, I just want to let you know that I'm saving myself for you. And the girls would melt. They'd be like, oh, my God, that's so sweet. Are you serious?
3: That kills me that those cheeseball lines work half the time.
2: And it's so funny because a
3: lot of these girls,
2: again, were not virgins to begin with and would end up, you know, having relations. And so it was almost this thing at my school at South Grand Prairie High School where this card got you laid was getting you laid. It was like the marker of, you know, baby, you're the one for me. And you know, we've been together for a long time. And it was even better for guys who were already in the relationship. And couldn't get
3: get it, you know. And, and they were, and we're, yeah. were still working for
2: it. Exactly. And they'd use these cards, man. And it never... That was like the key. That was the key to, un, to unlock the greatness that is. Uh, Pre-Mair that, that, that took off the chastity belt. And so it, it's just so funny to see this. Because you see, see this administration pouring all this money into abstinence-only programs. You have basic functions. You need to eat. You need to drink, mainly, obviously, water. And there's this need as a human being to procreate. You're not going to stop it. And especially when you're a teenager and you're going through everything and you're constantly ready to go, if you know what I mean.
3: You're in contact with girls all the time. All the time
2: in your classes. It's so stupid. That instead of teaching kids how to actually use a condom, how to use, you know, certain, you know, uh, lubes that protect you, you know what I mean? Instead, we're trying to act like it doesn't exist. Then they go off to their first spring break when they're in college. And who knows? That's when they come down with their STD. Or the new movement is to call them STIs. Why? Uh, sexually transmitted infection. infection, infection or something like that. I don't know. because Why do they keep are... on changing everything? These stupid. And this is, I'm gonna blame this on the left wing. They're always trying to label, like, give things new meanings and new labels. We're fine with STD. We know what STD means. You don't have to change it to STI. One other quick thing about about Grand Prairie, Texas, where I come from. Now I'm making it sound because like we're all pimps. By the way, did you know when I was there? We were the pregnancy capital of the of the of the United States. Teen pregnancy. In fact, Oprah even came to our town. Spoon, and, Spoon went to your school. I know, right? <laughs> and did a show Who about, her up. about teen pregnancy. So we also did anybody had, get it? <laughs> no. Uh, we also had this little card that said "Ass Watchers of Grand Prairie." And what it is? It's again, it's one of these little cards. Ass Watchers. Ass Watchers. And it has the numbers 1 through 10 on it. And so 1 being, you know, not a good uh, derriere and 10 being a great one. And so on this card, and again, it's like a little business card, you see a hot chick, you go, you find the hot chick, you circle 8, you, sign, you, you, it? you sign your name, you put your phone number on it, and you go up to her and you're like, hey, congratulations, I'm from Ass Watchers of Grand Prairie and you've been awarded an 8. My phone number's on the back, call me sometime.
3: And this worked too. How stupid were the girls that went to your school? I mean, for one thing, they were getting knocked up by the boatload. How many uh, how many uh, girls that you knew were knocked up during high school? You know, like at least four to five. Wow. We had four to five girls okay. at South Greenberg High School who were pregnant at that time. How many abortions did you guys have? Like a p- Planned Parenthood right around there? Um, I you know I can't remember. I don't know. I don't know if there was one. But do they, that's, that's do the
2: they have a buy five get one free? Well, that's the thing. We're in the South too. I mean, they're not as progressive. They yeah. don't realize that you know you do something like that early on, it's going to ruin the rest of your life. You know, grab the you know go go over to the Planned Parenthood. You know, just take care of business. Realize you have the rest of your life. And I don't know. I don't want to get into the abortion debate. I'm just saying. I'm just saying, this is what happened in Grand Prairie High School. They would have the babies, and their life would be over. And I know a lot of them now, and you talk to them now, they'd be better off if they had boarded the baby. The kid would be be better off. Where in Texas is this? Let me write this down. It's, yeah, <laughs> it's a uh, suburb of Dallas, right yep. in between Dallas and Arlington. I know where I'm going next week. Grand Prairie, <laughs> Texas. I gotta go home too. <laughs> Thinking about that now. Go hang out with Erod. So there it is, man. I don't know whether or not. Go knock up some high school girls.
1: I'd like to. I, is Erod do no. this still?
2: No. Um, he's actually settled down. Th- Does he have a girl? Mm-hmm. Wow. She looks like a man. Oh.
6: <laughs> How did he get that?
2: All right, this is so funny. I, we we're talking about this, our buddy Erod, who said the thing about. <laughs> court he, he,
3: he has like his pick of the litter, and
6: he's hot
2: a, a good-looking dude, and he's got good game, and he's never had a problem stealing no. the deal. But we he's one of those. He's another one of those guys. He's a metrosexual. He was a metrosexual before there was the term. Yeah. Loves to take care of himself and his skin. He plucks his eyebrows. Plucks his eyebrows. Does the whole thing. Loves to look at himself in the mirror. And we always have this thing question, questioning his sexuality.
3: Now he's dating uh, a he He's dating a chick.
2: And I, I used the term loosely. He's dating this girl who literally... Has the build of, like, Punani. Nice. <laughs> and she's and she's got, like, short hair and, like, the nerdy... Who's the dude from Weezer? Like, his kind of glasses. Yeah. And her, her name's Candy. And you think... I'm thinking... He the, tells, here's the thing. He tells me, man, I'm dating this chick named Candy. And I'm like, wow, you're dating a girl from Texas named Candy? That's got to be sweet. All right, and so I go down and I meet her for the first time. I'm like, who's
3: this dude? Looks like an ugly <laughs> Thelma from, uh, from Scooby-Doo. But fatter. Yeah. And, and she's going. fat. I can't even understand it. How, how are you fat in the Texas heat? <laughs> it couldn't be easier to sweat. <laughs>
2: All right, let's take a break. I'll take a break, come back. A lot of stuff still to be covered in the hideout tonight. Teach you to a little something. 866-277-4969. Some of the other things that we need to discuss, we need to check in with Shafee who's uh, doing his show at the Riff in Detroit. we got some things things that we want to cover with him as well. A lot of sports going on. Oh, and the other thing that I want to cover, too, is I am addicted to a video game. I have discovered what could quite possibly be the greatest video game in the history of sports video games. I thought you were going to say Gauntlet. And it's going to keep me, probably, from finding that special woman. Because I didn't want to sleep... I didn't even want to come in and do the show tonight because I wanted to sit at home and play this game. I'll tell you what that is next, and we'll also see if we can get a hold of Shafee. Um, It is the hideout. Everything cool in your end, bro? 106.7 WJFK. Hold on a
0: second. What's going on? More talk. More talk. More chuckles. Chuckles. Guaranteed. LFA.
2: I have a very professional, broadcast-quality
0: radio No, no, voice. no,
2: you have a top 40 gay voice.
8: That's
3: what you
0: have. J-Dubs. My voice <laughs> caters to retards. L-F-A and J-Dubs. Live until 11 on 106.7 WJFK. I
2: want to say thanks to William. He dropped off the pizza and then bolted. That's, that's good, though. I like somebody like that. I like somebody who come in... Yeah, and tell us a, a quick story. Hang out for a segment. Bring something, and then just say, you know what? I'm gonna go ahead and take off. Uh, thank you, William, so much. I can respect that. It's the hideout. <laughs> Very professional broadcasters. El Jefe and J Dubs hanging out with you, along with uh, Johnny Punani, uh, chilling for uh, with us, and uh, Tommy Bateman taking your phone calls, eight six six two seven seven forty nine sixty nine. As uh, Dubs and I uh, kind of hang out. Talking about what you want to talk about. Um, I'm amazed that we have this much energy, J-Dubs, at least me specifically, because of the fact I was up till 5 in the morning last night. Now, you would think it was one of those, hey, this is uh, is a guy on the radio. He sounds like somewhat of a happening guy. He's probably out on the town. No one's thinking that. (laughs) Tearing it up. Uh, No. I went home immediately after the Montefaz show last night. Got home at about 10:30, 10:45. Scared, a little shaken, because of the incident that I referred to last break, where a guy was uh, uh, doing some road rage, enacting some road rage on 16th Street as I was trying to get home.
3: Why do you take that way home
2: anyway? Uh, sometimes I prefer to go through the city. Uh-huh. When I'm headed when I'm leaving from Fairfax to Silver Spring, I like to see what's going on in the city. You don't ever do that? Well, I don't have to. That, I, I go. Dupont Drive by. Not so much DuPont, but...
3: um. You do I'll... go through DuPont, though, don't you? No.
2: No? I'll usually roll up around 14th Street, um, see what's going on around M or K or something like that. I,
3: you know, when I was staying with you, we, we, we'd do that on the way to work. Cause we, would do, we would do that because it's better than sitting in the beltway
2: looking at a bunch of cars. At least if you're sitting in the city, you're looking at all the hot professional chicks
3: walking around. Or the crazies. Mm-hmm. I love looking at the crazies, too.
2: And so everybody was out in full effect ready to party last night. I think I'm going to pick up some beer. I'll pick up some today. Beer and go home. Yeah, that sounds good. What should I get, though? I picked up Corona.
11: Corona?
3: It's spring, man.
2: They all sponsor the station. Heineken. I'm kind of into the Heineken. Everybody I love Heineken, too. Gets, but who's who's uh, supporting the big fight on Wednesday? Budweiser. Then I'm going to go get Bud Light. I'm going to go pick up some Bud Light, then.
3: Get Bud Ice. Do they still sell Bud Ice? I don't know. Yeah, they do. Yeah. I like Bud. yeah I- that was the first beer I ever drank. Uh, this first six pack I ever got when I was fourteen. <laughs> <laughs> what was your first drink? Bud Ice. That was the very first drink. Yep. I love the Penguin. Doobie, dooby doo. Do. Malt Duck. I don't. My first beer,
2: I think, was Coors Light. My pops drank. Coors I love Coors Light. Coors Light. Yeah. My pops was into the Coors Light. I'm a I'm a big Michelob guy too, though. My uh my one of my other friends from Texas. We're just covering every beer. Oh, well, I, I like Michelob too. Uh I don't like the imported stuff. We were really? talking about. We were talking about class trips. That's the only one I don't like
3: anything that's dark. No, I'm not. I'm not a dark beer guy. Except for like, uh I'll have uh, on St. Patrick's Day. I'll have uh, Irish Car Bombs, which is basically Guinness. Hey, did either one of your all's pops go through the phase where they
2: had to make their own beer? My dad was a big beer maker, and he made his own stuff and. We're talking, you know, 12 proof, man. I I mean, it used to. And here you are. I mean, this is me and all my buds back in the day, you know, 13, 14, 15. And he'd put it in a big still, whatever the, you know, beer makers make. And we used to just get
1: smashed
2: at Texas Tech on on the 10th floor. Erod was my roommate. We were talking about Erod. We had this other guy who lived on the 10th floor. We called him Gimp because he looked like a serial killer. And he looked like the guy. Um one of the, he looked like the gimp um had the same kind of like body type as on um, pulp fiction on pulp fiction so we called him gimp he he looked like the ultimate uh the, the ultimate uh, serial killer so anyway um he and Erod and another guy from the floor decided to make that they were going to try to make their own beer <laughs> or maybe it was wine i forget which one of the two but it exploded in their room they probably made a still out of uh, mouthwash or something like that. Yeah, and they got in yeah. so much trouble. There was another time too, and I probably shouldn't be telling this story. There was another time in college where um, there was a guy like on the floor below us who got busted for running
3: this drug ring. Maybe he have like a meth lab or something in there?
2: <laughs> I I want to say he was
3: no. I want to say he was just pot. Oh, really? But um, there was Cause some... people don't know meth labs are very easy to make. <laughs> <laughs> not not a well-known fact, um,
2: but anyway, this cat, uh, as it turns out, there were some people on our floor who had some stuff too, who were panicked out of their mind because they had the drug dogs going from room to room at the uh, at the dorm in Weymouth, checking out every single floor. And so, you know, I wasn't wigging out because I, you know, obviously I don't, I've never taken a drug in my life. But I had some buddies who were just completely spooked out thinking their life was over because they were going to get busted. And when, when, you, when they bought Pond at that time, they'd, they'd literally get bricks yeah. and try to have them last the whole semester.
3: Well, here's what uh, I had. I never dealt drugs, but I experimented a lot in high school and a little after. And I had net, which was in Michigan, the the uh, drug bust-down uh, set up by Governor Angler watching me specifically, thinking I was dealing uh, shrooms, cocaine, and marijuana. They uh, they would uh, actually sit outside of Big Cheese Pizza watching me for about five hours a night. They thought they, they thought I was moving it out of the pizza place. How old were you? Um, I was 17. Is this
2: when you were wearing all the ICP gear and stuff oh, yeah. like that? Yeah.
3: Was, would they ever come up and talk to you? No, because they're undercover. But... But you knew I knew because my one friend got busted by lawnet, and uh, he was out of jail. And he's like, dude, they're watching you. Really? And I would see them every night. So you never, you never did anything like no, that. I never. I I took my fair share in high school, but I never dealt. Wow. How were these guys dressed? What were they? Bums on the side of the road No, they're they're like, you know, normal people and they would uh you know, drive up and get gas and, and park over because a lot of people would just park and uh sleep at the gas station slash uh the gas station slash uh pizza place that I worked at and no one would think anything. <laughs> well that's of
2: it. the thing is I mean these guys are just hanging out watching you, I'd go over there and go, What the F is your problem, you got,
3: buddy? You got a crush? What's going on here? What are you looking at me so much for? But they would Drive different cars different days, you know, they, but it was always the same people. Wear different. Did you outfits. ever, like,
2: go up to them and say hi? Because it's not like it's. It's not like. All right, so it's a stakeout, but it's not like it's the streets of New York or the streets of D.C. No, it's Fallerville. It's Fallerville, and it's one little gas station off of I 96, and there's a little hick town. You're going to notice if it's the same people over and over just coming up and hanging out. And usually, when people go hang out in Fallerville, they've got, you know, like, 40s and stuff. And they're just sitting there, you know, passing the time along. So you
3: never got busted. Did you ever even talk to them or anything? I would always say hi. Hey, how's it going, man? And every time I walked in or walked out, because I'd deliver sometimes, too. They wouldn't follow me on the deliveries, but they'd just be sitting there.
2: They think that you maybe you were putting it in the pizza? Or, that,
3: like, you know, putting it in, 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 the, the, pizza in the hot box. bag? Yeah. In the hot bag? I don't know what they thought. <laughs> All I knew was they were watching me. That's cool. <laughs> I,
2: that, you know, honestly, that does seem kind
3: of cool. Like, do people at high school know that you were being watched? Uh, I'm not sure. I didn't hang out with anybody really in high school other than Vicarious BJ. Cause that, that, to, to me,
2: that seems like that's the kind of, like, that's the kid. Oh, that's the kid that uh, is getting, you know, they're watching him for drugs. Or, and that's, like, the mysterious kid. And all the chicks are kind of into him a little bit, even, like, the hot. Yeah, it, didn't, it didn't
3: work like that for me.
2: Well, you were Jelly Roll Johnson. Yeah, I was Jelly school. Roll Johnson. No, that was middle was Jelly Roll Johnson. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry you grew up in high school, drug dealer Johnson, yeah, Jones and Johnson. that's who you go see. Jones and Johnson right there. he'll hook you up. he'll fix the job. but
3: the thing was, the only thing I ever dealt was numbers of people who could get it. you know uh, you know, you can call him, he'll help you.
2: and it was so funny because in high school, everybody knew yeah every if you, you had to be stupid, everybody knew where you could get, you know now, I know where we could go right now and get drugs, oh yeah, absolutely no problem. God damn! I want police knocking on my door. Who is it? I get, I give them up too. No problems.
3: I'm I'm a law-abiding citizen. I'll tell you that now. In fact, I, what? I was in a lot, actually, a lot of legal trouble in uh, high school. I, I was up on charges for uh, for um, what was I up on? What did um, Dubs do? Uh, you can't even remember what you were up on charges for? I got out of them because I ran a lot of
2: people out. <laughs>
3: you were a snitch. You snitched. No, I snitched on the people who snitched on me, and I, and I was in the right, you know. And they they sold me out first, and I, I'm like, screw these you. You can't remember what this is? or you it, it's obstructing to... justice? That that they, I was because I I was up on charges for protecting a crackhead, and I'm like, screw this crackhead.
2: <laughs> this is Fowlerville, man. This is the kind of stuff that's going on. These people think it's bad in the inner city. This is going on in Fowlerville, Michigan.
3: I had to write like a five page thing to the uh, the DA.
2: I'll tell you this, man. I give somebody up in an instant. I'm not about going down for anybody else. It's not going to happen. You did something wrong and I happen to know about it. I'm telling on you. Because I'm not going to jail. And you're not going to do anything to me either. I'll tell you that now. You're not going to try and intimidate me. It's not going to happen. I'll run away. Like I I always do in my life.
3: That's what's going to happen. I was so afraid when this crackhead got out of uh, jail, too, that he was going to come for me. And I saw him a few times, but he never did anything. Never messed with you? No.
2: Well, you're a likable guy. That's what everybody says. I I
3: sent him up the river, and he still didn't come after me. That's
2: how much people fear you. Either fear you or like you. You can do anything to anybody, and it's just not going to matter. So let me tell you what I'm addicted to now. Here's my drug. Because they told you I've never taken a drug in my life. I honestly have the shakes almost, fiending, to sit in front of my PlayStation Two and play this this MVP two thousand four from EA Sports. The baseball game. Oh my god, it is so awesome! And if this is going to sound like a commercial, and it is it isn't, but I'm telling you, it's the game. It's the one that has Albert Pujols on the cover. I got it like on Thursday, I think, and it's so cool. Because all these EA sports now, or all these games have dynasty mode. Yeah. So like in Madden, you got your dynasty mode, and you're sitting there, and you do your thing with the Lions. I, would well, use... I was up till uh, 4 a.m. playing Madden last night. And what is it about that? Hold on. I want to get into that for in a second. But you have these dynasty modes, and the thing about this baseball game is that in the dynasty mode, they have triple-A and double-A. Oh, really? So you actually have three teams that you're in charge of and in, an entire farm system that you've got to keep players happy, you've got to monitor,
3: you I love it. Trades. I never play the games anymore. I just go through the seasons. Uh, the best part about these games is the, the off-season, off season. The, yeah. off the
2: drafting, the scouting.
3: It, I, and I get pissed because I, I, I uh, simulate my whole season. I get pissed if my team doesn't at least make it to the second round of the playoffs.
2: And you don't even sit there and you play the games when you know if you took the time to play the games.
3: Uh, you'd, I'd win the Super Bowl every year. That's why, that's why it's fun, you know, kind of. You have no control over how these players are going to play. You just draft who you think is going to be best for your team.
2: 866-277-4969. I'm willing to say this, Dubs. I would rather, even at this point in my life right now, I would rather play video games than have sex. And I'm not kidding you. And, you, and you're actually with somebody right now. When it really comes down to it, if you got a beer in your hand, you got your chick, who's very hot, and you got the, the PS2 controller, and you look at both of them,
3: not, how would you say, out of ten, how many times would you go to which one? I, I would go to my girl, ten out of ten, because it's not that often when she's in the mood with me, you know. I, I'm not the best-looking guy in the world, and she's a hot chick, so when she's actually down with it, it's a rare occasion, so I jump on that. But you know, if I had if I had my pick of pick of the time every day of the week, I would probably pick the uh, the uh, game if I could get it anytime. I want.
2: And I want to know if there are any other guys out there because here's the thing: I'm 26, you're 23. I want to know how we can relate this to our women because this was even a problem when I was married. She's like, "What are you spending all that time playing the video games for?" Doesn't the time fly at night when you're playing the game too? Last yeah. night I was planning on being in bed. At 11.30. 11.30. But I sit here and I realize, man, all right, got to call this guy up from AA. He needs to go to AAA. This guy is in the majors. He needs to get sent down. He doesn't deserve to be in the show. You know, I'm like, I'm, and before I know it, I'm watching some, and this is the other thing, too. This is the beauty. This is the way I have it set up in my apartment. I've got the TV here, and then I have a second TV that's hooked up to the PlayStation, and I now even have a third TV on top of the second TV, so I can record a game over here. I can play the PS2 on this one, and then watch something else on this one. So that when I'm done with everything, I can end up coming back and re- and watching the game that I ended up recording. Yeah, I, I got the same problem. Mine, mine is a soccer game called Championship Manager. I'm in my 57th year of managing this one team. But you know what it is, and it's always hits you. You know, about 4:30 in the morning. There's one more thing to do with the, uh, yeah. the manager. You've, you've got to do it because that is going to turn everything around.
3: Yeah, I can stop right after I uh, do the draft. Right, all right, I just did the draft. It doesn't take me that long to sign free agents.
2: Well, here's the thing. After you do the draft or you sign the free agent, you've got to find out how good the guy you is. You want to play with them. You've got to find out if that one player, if that one right fielder is
3: going to knock out the uh, 60 home run. And then you play with them, and then you're like, all right, I can I can go through the rest of the season real quick, and I'm done. And and then you get the, done. Ah, that's a draft again.
2: And I got a draft. I love the draft. I got somebody here, Stacy, on the uh, AOL for Broadband Insta Messenger. She's like, My husband had to go to therapy because he got so wrapped up in Madden that he had anger management problems. This would happen to me too when I was with my chick. I'd be sitting there and I'd shout a curse word. And she'd come running in and be like, Are you okay? I'm like, No! Dirk missed the shot. What's wrong with him? And she's like, are you playing video games and yelling because of the video games? I'm like, I've been spending 45 minutes here on this game. It's an easy shot. Come on. Tim, that, or, that, or, game. Even worse than that in the sports games is when your star player goes down for oh. the season is that I mean, does your heart not literally just drop? I'll say this, I'm knocking on wood, never had it happen. I, oh I play with injuries You're on You're gonna two. want to
3: commit suicide. I play with injuries on too, and I've never had that happen. Remember um when we were playing Madden over at my place? Yeah. Me and you are both on the same team, my Lions team. Charles Rogers goes down for seven game seven uh yeah, seven games. We lose the game too i'm here. I'm resetting it. I'm not. Yeah, you can't cheat that way, though. That's cheat.
2: And I told him he was a punk for hitting the reset That's button. Right.
3: You don't hit the reset button. He's the re- one that injured him. It's not my fault. Oh, You take the loss. You injured my player. If you're playing Dynasty, the only thing you do is hit save, and you go to the save game all the time. You
2: you take the loss, and then you see what it's like to play for seven weeks without Charles Rogers and Madden. It would be unbearable. Nick, welcome into the hideout.
11: Hey, guys. The only way I could handle my guy if I was mad in love with him going from 11.30 till 5 in the morning on the computer. If I was, like, directly behind him in the same chair, you know, with, like, my arms around my guy's waist, mm-hmm. so that while he's interacting with the computer and everybody online, I'm still a part of. To be, like, the other That'd side of the annoying. room or in the other room, off I'd, my back. Be, I'd be dying. <laughs> I, I, could, I couldn't do that. I and mean, if I'm in love with some guy and, and all of his attention is directed elsewhere, that's fine, but I would have to just be almost a leech during that time, not to interfere, would be interfering. because I love him, but because I want to be next to him, not have him, Here's, not have him, just go to bed, on <laughs> energy get out of
3: my on, way, make me dinner, go to bed, a
11: couple, no, a couple, know, <laughs> not when you're in love and your guy's, your guy's spending all of his attention, you get an elbow in the
2: nose, two things about this,
11: Yeah.
2: first I used to do this with my ex chick all the time, I'd be like, she'd want to talk, and so I'd be like, hey, yeah, let's, it's chat time. We can talk with each other uh, and I'll play the video game yeah and it never fails you no. always you always are like, you end up ignoring her and you're like yeah uh-huh, <laughs> exactly. uh-huh. Mm-hmm. and then it's the second part that hates that I hate. Is when the chick
3: wants to play with you. Uh, My chick never wants to do that because I I don't hold any punches. I'll (laughs) destroy her. And she gets. She's like, why don't you teach me how to play?
2: And why don't you create me? Why don't you create me? It'd be fun if you created a player that was like me.
11: But see, that's just it. When a girl's in your life and you have a girl that. You have some gal that loves you. I mean, it's real. For me, it's really. I love to be needed. I want to be. As a girl. So, to me... I need a gay guy who
3: likes to play <laughs> yeah. MVP 2004. No, yeah, so we can. So it when I that. go to sleep, he can start playing, but and I'll pick up whenever I wake up. But if right. you
11: want the sex before, during, or after, the girl's got to be in love with you and know that you need her. So, and then you get... The other part of things. These are you know, just easier. Love.
2: So there are no games out there that chicks play like this. I mean, I don't know any. They chick- play like, like karaoke game or whatever. Thanks for the call, Nick. Eight six. Dance Dance Revolution two seven seven four nine. I mean,
9: you, have you guys run into no. any chicks that do this? I mean,
3: my, this- my chick. The only thing that she likes to play is The Sims. That's it. And actually, that's almost as addicting as these sports games. What, I the Sims City? No, just the Sims where the... It's just oh, people. oh,
2: fan, Fantasional, and you, the, when you're a person type Yeah. Thing? Oh, okay. I, uh, what would your perfect woman, what would she do? Would she play video games? No, no, I
3: don't, I don't want my chick playing video games.
2: You don't want, you don't want somebody I don't want to fight that. the controller. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to. But then at the same time, like you were talking about, we were joking about um, having the uh, gay lover, it'd be great if you had somebody who could play the games. Like I said, joking. Yeah. Who in the in the seasons who could pick up in the same season or dynasty? That way you could get the, through the dynasty quicker. Where you're playing a game and then they're playing a game. I can't wait till we get our own office because I want to do that up here. I want to bring a PS2 up here, and everybody will play bring part, yours. Everybody will play part of the dynasty. By that time, hell, I'll be able to afford just to buy another one. I guarantee you. We I did this with three, uh, three of my buds. We each had each had a team for a dynasty type thing. Within six months of game time. We are about to kill each other. That happened, It is, it is brutal. I mean, because all you, Talk about competition. I mean, it is just brutal. We used to set up tournaments with baseball stars with the old Nintendo. I'll never forget this was one of the big family, like, breakdowns. So it was myself and the two cousins I was talking about earlier who yep. uh, got in the fight in Milwaukee. And so we had this this, this tournament on baseball stars. And so what ended up happening, we played like 80, I don't forget, we played a ton of games. And we were real far into this. And then my other cousin ends up losing to me. He gets so upset, he kicks the Nintendo. Oh. Now, you know in the old days of the Nintendo, before they had the memory card... It would start blinking green. It would start blinking green, and then you try to turn it on... And sometimes you would just lose the season. Oh
3: yeah, because yeah, when you with the old Nintendo, to save anything, you had to press start and reset at the same time, and then you then turn
1: it off.
2: I swear, when we turned Baseball Stars back on and realized that we had lost what we had been working on for three weeks, oh jeez, me and my other cousin
0: beat the hell out of them.
2: And this is one of those where I tell you I don't fight that much. This was one of the few times, and he didn't land any punches because I was with somebody else. We just held him down and took turns wailing on him, just beating the hell out of him because he ruined the baseball stars. You
3: know what pissed me off? I, I used to play Tecmo baseball all the time. Did you ever play that game?
2: Yeah, baseball stars was better.
3: Yeah, well, when I used be playing baseball, uh, Tecmo baseball, you'd always hit the ball, everything moves so slow, and you'd just be yelling at the guy, Move! Get the first! And you get thrown out by like you know left field when you're just jogging so slow.
2: Anyway, this new game, this new this new yeah. system, is really really sweet. Is it? I mean, they got this whole realism thing, and you can dive and hook slide and call your pitches, and it's just this. I'm telling you, if anybody out there who loves these sports games, if especially if you're a friend of the Dynasty mode, you gotta get this EA MVP 2004.
3: The only other thing that upsets
2: me about the sports games, and the only thing that really upsets me about my buddies who do this, is my friends who will create themselves and create themselves to be like the biggest and baddest douchebags that ever walked the game so they end up having 100 home runs and 300 RBIs same thing for football where they're you know they're the guy that's 6 foot 8 you know and plays you know um,
3: I don't know running back now my thing is what I do I uh, create real big geeks from high school and middle school and I I always put them in the old school football helmet you know the one bar and just make them look like the biggest dorks in the world, but they're badasses. And I have the badass geek team. I only do that every once in a while. I don't. I, that's not everyone I'm running the the franchise, but I always do like two seasons of that. I, you know, it's so funny because I also I just love seeing Carl Kilbrew in the end zone.
2: <laughs> I like to I like to end up I like to create it like the teams. Like I'll create my friends. I don't mind having it where like I'll create one one season of Madden. I created you, Dubs, and you were a defensive lineman. And you had, you, uh, you ended up having the sack title that year. You know it was stuff like. Did
3: you make me badass, or did you just make me kind of normal?
2: No, you're a badass. But in Madden, it didn't matter. But in this, I'm treating this new game serious. I'm treating the EA Sports serious because uh, I got you. I got it. I got it. I like I like the realism. I always play it on the simulation mode. Never any of that stuff where you're able to score a hundred you know a hundred baskets in a in a twelve minute game. Uh, Dan, welcome to the hideout.
7: Hey, what's up, man? What up, bro?
10: Uh, I was just going to tell
7: you guys two quick stories.
1: Uh Uh-huh.
7: Okay, first of all, I have a girlfriend. Me and her are driving from Jersey to North Carolina
10: right now through D.C., and I'm listening to your show. She loves the SSX Tricky, the snowboarding game.
3: I don't think I've ever played that. I haven't heard of that one. You haven't
10: played it on
7: Xbox? Well, so basically, I mean, all I was going to say is I have – you
5: know a girlfriend who will sit down and play video games and she's what other, nasty what other cool stuff is she she's into? pretty nasty? <laughs> what
2: other cool stuff is she into? I don't think I can talk about that on the radio yeah not anymore uh, in this climate <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure you're having fun on that drive she's, yeah well that's the said. thing you got a chick that likes playing a snowboarding video games of all things you know she's open to
3: doing some stuff to keep you awake on the drive <laughs> and I can't believe Cameron shut down my joke that I've been doing all
1: night <laughs> exactly <laughs> <laughs> well, it would and fit here. Yeah,
7: exactly. I, I got one more thing to tell you guys about the dynasty mode. Yeah. And this is, uh, I live, I'm in college, right, and I live with
10: three other dudes. We got the uh, NCAA 2004 beginning of this year. And uh, by the time the actual college football season had been over, we all had four teams. He's just playing a team, we've been through
11: nine seasons.
2: Okay. That's the uh, beauty of it. You get. <laughs> I mean, I buy, um, and thanks for the phone call, man. I buy these games, especially these EA games, they have the... Your EA Sports bio, yeah, and so it shows you how long that you've been playing a video game for four days. I, you know you, what, and you know, and it's only been like a month. So you literally sit in front of that thing for a total of four days at one
3: point. You got, I gotta check out that like, because I've never checked out my EA profile. Well, thinking, I'm, I'm, that mine's ungodly. Well, you got to keep saving it
2: though, otherwise it won't save it. But no, my profile saves automatically. I've automatic save on it. Oh really? Yeah. Uh, Will, welcome in, bro.
12: Hey guys, love the show. Thanks, man. Actually, I got uh, two things to say. One, like the previous caller, I have a wife that well loves video games.
2: Where do you find these women? Well, internet, I, I have. <laughs> the internet, or
12: uh, recruiting conventions. Yeah, well, I knew her when I lived in Detroit.
2: So. Oh, nice <laughs> Detroit. What Detroit? What? Go ahead, um, bro.
12: I lived in the Sterling Heights area. Good. So, I grew up near Kalamazoo, but anyway. And the second one, okay, as a fan of Dynasty.
2: Hey, I, play
12: the, I play a lot of the college basketball games,
3: Uh-huh.
12: and I love taking the small schools. We're talking like High Point or uh, North Carolina.
3: Boise was always and my
1: school.
12: Or even American school. University. Oh, yeah, taking these small schools and then trying building them up into a powerhouse. Yeah. I mean, I took Western Michigan to a BCS game in the uh, and that's uh, NCAA our, 2003.
2: Our buddy Shafee. Uh, who, by the way, is on the air right now at the Riff in Detroit, Will, let us say, tell you something, he yep. would actually write down all of his stats in a little notebook. Oh, yeah. he All of his championships. The whole, He wanted to kill himself one time when his memory card failed. Oh, yeah. He was so pissed. I, he was just, like, like almost in tears. Yeah, because he, because he ended up losing all of that. Now, admit it. I mean, you guys have all, all done this dynasty thing, mm-hmm. that when you've had a great season, you sit there and tell yourself, why can't the real guys do it? Why, yeah, I mean, I, why, can't, this? why can't why can't why uh, can't you know the, the ball coach, you know Spurrier? Why you know why did he suck so bad and it's so easy on this machine? Why is Don Nelson having trouble playing defense, getting the guys to play defense? I can get them to play defense. <laughs> I know Michael Ricks is in the Pro Bowl. I know <laughs> the good combination. I know the guys to bring on in the third line. What's going on here? Well, how
12: to, about this, guys? What's up? You remember the older basketball games like NBA 2K1, 2K2? The Grizzlies were so good. They'd always make the playoffs, but yet they'd suck in real life.
2: Yeah. Well, that's the other thing. That's the other thing that was, like, even when the Mavs only had 11 win seasons, I was still winning championships in NBA Live, and I was like, God damn, this team's much better than they're playing. <laughs>
3: they're much better than they're playing. <laughs> I'm, I'm just proving potential on this video game. That's all I'm doing. Thanks, Will. <laughs> Jason, welcome to the hideout. Hey, how you
9: guys doing tonight? What's up, brother? <laughs> um, well, I do have a wife that loves to play um Final Fantasy 10 and she loves to play uh Diablo 2 Lord of Destruction on a uh, PC.
3: So she's into like the role playing uh, shoot 'em up games.
1: I
9: actually am too, but I'm much better than she is in on the PC games.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
9: and I know a couple girls that are absolutely addicted to Tiger Woods Golf
3: on uh Xbox. I have Tiger Woods for uh, PlayStation 2. I love it, but it took me five days to master it and get my guy over the top good and have everything so well, I,
9: like i'm not even good at golf and i and I like the
2: game oh yeah
3: it's a great game but it just took me too quick to master it you and know? it's
9: so funny
2: how some of these video games can make you like sports that you didn't think you'd normally like i, I grew to uh, appreciate golf more after i started playing tiger woods same thing i've never been a big soccer fan or hockey fan but I love playing the games, the
3: video games. The hockey video games are just amazing.
9: Well, one more thing. You guys talk about Dynasty mode. You have to talk about the king, which is Madden. I mean, Madden really is where...
3: That's what I've been playing.
9: Yeah, I mean, it's where the games have... It started the revolution of sports games.
2: It did, but I'll tell you, this baseball game, this MVP 2004, has taken it to the next level really? by having the Double A and the Triple A affiliate.
3: Yeah, I mean... I- I bet you they're going to like have uh, next year on Madden, you can like send some players over to NFL Europe and stuff. Oh, I'm sure, oh, I'm sure that be, that's what it's
2: going to be. That would be super
3: sweet. because you, they, they already have the European teams on Madden. You can play with them, but, you know.
2: And what's so sweet about this, and I think mostly you're hearing a, a diverse you know, group of people, this isn't a nerdy thing. Like, you hear this, and sure, we're on a Saturday night, and we're talking about video games. But everybody does this, and I'm thinking, is there ever going to be a point where I outgrow video games? And it makes me feel better to hear Don of the Don and Mike show talk about how he loves to go home and hang out in his little room that he's created and play his video games. He's been doing that. For, I mean, I remember him talking about it when it first came out. I mean, he was one of the first radio guys who got the original Madden thing, mm-hmm. and I remember him coming. I mean, he, I was like, oh, I had to go get it. Yeah, and I mean that's how I got hooked. And I mean, I don't play on. Uh, I play on a PC. All mine are PC games. I don't understand that. I have to have the PS2. I don't. I don't even understand how PC games work. Well,
3: you can have a controller just like anything else. Right? Yeah,
2: I mean it's pretty much the same thing. It's just I, got, I guess I don't know. It <laughs> oogs me out a little bit. I I need. I actually need a video game.
3: Yeah, I need to be watching on a TV. It's,
2: and what's this? It seems a lot more nerdy. Yeah, or it's on, it's on your the PC. PC. Oh, thanks. <laughs> if, well, no, no, if it's to you, but it seems a lot nerdier if it's on the computer as opposed to you got the PS2. Well, oh, the only reason why I'm on that is that way I can go back and forth between my uh, porn chats and. <laughs> <you know. laughs> Alright, that, that's that. multitasking, my friend. <laughs> Noodles, what's up, brother?
10: Hey, man, you guys got to try the NASCAR game. EA's got the NASCAR games out now. They're really realistic. NASCAR.
7: Yep. Yep. You gotta build your own engines and everything, man. They, they got that thing down.
6: You may have lost the last lap. <laughs> <laughs>
7: oh, you gotta try it, man. You, you did it. Thank you.
2: Thank you, Noodles. Of of Unfortunately, you mentioned NASCAR and it triggered the, triggered the Dale song.
6: Honor of me is gone. And now I feel so alone. I know you feel the same way as I. I can't believe Dale's gone. I can't believe those voices I hear I can only look back and remember The sound of the crowd as they stood and cheered In my heart you live forever I cried and I cried the night Dele Earnhardt died I cried and I cried the night Del Earnhardt died
1: I cried and I cried the night Dele Earnhardt died
6: He was the only true hero From the south, we're not playing the whole
2: thing. Damn! Sorry. Damn! Damn. Hey, I wonder if in the EA mode. And we, damn it, noodles. I'm sorry, I hung up on you. I wonder. If you, you remember how you could unlock past players, yeah, like you can do this one in this baseball game too. You can unlock they, Williams and
3: Ruth. They got the old timer team. They they took that away from Madden this last year. Oh, there's Noodles back. Hey, Noodles.
2: Yeah, man. Can, I don't. I don't. Re- I never really liked Dale Earnhardt. Can you unlock Dale Earnhardt in the game though? Yeah, like- you can. You can unlock Dale Earnhardt.
3: You can unlock <laughs> Richard Petty. Would you run him into the wall if you had him? No. Yeah. Yes. have the last. <laughs> I take
5: him, I take him out on Daytona all the time, and there's a wreck. Already. Him. That's so
2: funny. I mean, it's sad. I don't know what it is. It's...
6: Monroe Biggie <laughs> is gone. I just never liked it. And now I feel so alone. Thanks, noodles.
1: And Noodle. I know you feel the same way as I. I can't believe Dale's gone. gone. Go. Can I can't that. believe
6: those voices I hear. I can only look back and remember... Out of the crowd as he stood and cheered. In my heart, he live forever.
1: I cried
6: and I cried the night they I died. I cried and I cried the night they I died. I cried and I cried the night they learned, I, I the died. He was the only true hero from the south.
3: Now, the funny thing about, you know, unlocking Dale Hernar, her, you know, running in the wall or something, what I what we used to do, road rash. Do you remember road rash the game? No. Where you would, uh, it was a, like a bike game where you'd be r- driving down the road on a bike. You know, you could punch the guy next to you and uh, pull a chain out, whip him, and you're, it's a racing game, but kind of violent a bike racing game. We had a, g- a kid who uh, wrecked on a bike at our school. So what we did one night, we created him on the game, and we were just breaking the guy's neck.
10: Ever. It was the worst thing in the world.
3: When we saw him the next day at school in the wheelchair, we were just like, oh. That was a bad night. That was just a bad idea where I'm just going to be looking at this kid smirking while he's in a wheelchair for the next week.
2: Oh, that's too funny, man. Um, I want to say this, too. I guess the best way to sell this to your chick, there's no better investment. Than a video game. Oh yeah, you think about it. I threw down fifty five dollars for the uh, for the EA MVP 2004. Already got my money's worth. Just being up until five o'clock last night. You think about it. You go to the bar, you end up spending fifty five dollars in one night at the bar. What do you get in return? A hangover. Not only that, she knows where you're gonna be a lot of the nights. Yeah, exactly. You're like, hey babe, I could either be out with my friends
3: cheating on you. Or I could be sitting here ignoring you playing the video game. Which one would you rather? I think the best times I've ever had with my friends is when everybody comes over and we just play video games all night. <laughs> you know when we like uh, w- my one friend had uh, a five-player uh, uh, or a six-player hookup for his uh, PlayStation Two, mm-hmm. and we'd all just play hockey. We'd all be on the same team, and it was the funnest thing we've ever done. We'd do it for literally, we did it for fifteen hours straight one time.
2: <sighs> we need to get some beer. We need to go hang out. We just need to play video games. That's the thing. That's that's our fun. And I think I think a lot of guys The
3: thing that pisses me off about playing with you in video games, you get bored of one game really quickly. Like if I want like I want to play like Tiger Woods, you get bored after 4 holes. Yeah, cuz I don't know the game though. And like it's never fun playing with
2: you because you end up having um you end up like beating me like in Madden. One time you tried to beat me by 100 points. <laughs> I, de- I came
3: this damn close too. I'd
2: never played the Madden before on the PS2, and this son of a bitch decides he's not going to hold back. He's going to do everything in his power to destroy me and demoralize me well, and try to beat me by a hundred. So my goal then turns into not letting him beat me by a hundred.
3: Well, that that should be your goal in the ring this weekend I and mean, this week too. What? Just put
2: that in the back, back, back of my trying to get one punch in. A little bit of
3: payback here.
2: Oh. Uh, Dub's playing video game hockey is like the guys in Swingers. Oh, know. yeah. I don't know what that is. I haven't seen Swingers in forever. It's been a while.
3: <laughs> this one uh, in Swingers, they're all playing hockey, and uh, one of them gets up to get the Chinese food from the door, leaves his controller. The guy starts the game up guess <laughs> the guy just racked. The
2: That's right. All right, I forgot about that. What? Fair enough. Funny enough. Want me to make his head bleed? I'll make his head bleed.
3: <laughs> Jumps
2: on there. So, I mean, is this it for uh, video games, or is it our next level? I mean, well, we there's could... There's next level. I was thinking about that. Where can they take it? I mean, That's we could hook
3: electrodes up to our to our uh, brain cells and, and, you know... Well, I think it's going to just keep on getting more and more real-like. Wow.
2: I want virtual reality. People are talking about virtual reality. I'll never leave. We, you know, if, the, if the virtual reality sex thing ever comes to fruition, Ooh. there's no need <laughs> for you, ladies. I hate to say that, but there is You've no You've lost need. all power, ladies. You, you serious, you're on the verge of losing it now with how accessible porn is, but if there's virtual where we can really get the feeling, the sweet friction, there's no need for women. And I don't want you cuddling trying to be a part of it, like that one that one lady you called in <laughs> earlier, Nick. I'm having a moment here. This isn't a menage. It's what? me and the computer. Go go away. Oh, I mean, if you want a menage, it. you just do it on the computer. I mean, yeah. What's the girl named Nick? Uh, that's kinda cool. You don't like it when chicks have dudes' names? No. Really? Like Oh, I- Nick. Yeah. I like that that way, Nick. Um, I can't imagine saying that. I like it. Like you don't like chicks that have like guys names like Charlie no. or even Alex. When a chick has a name like Alex, I think that's hot. No. I can't deal with. No, that. Justin's different. But if it's one of those names like Alex or if it's name like Charlie,
3: especially if I know a guy with that name, that definitely just throws me off
2: cuz you can't yell, "Oh, Alex." Yeah. Like you haven't before.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: that's what we do It instead of video games let's do the old school jam of the week Um, the old school jam of the week is truly
3: an old school jam Um, now we okay we'll do that first then
2: I know we got commercials Um, we can get the commercials in though too okay Um, old school jam we're talking like beautiful music I want to play this because I'm feeling romantic as it is If if you were with a woman now you look over at her, and you start singing this song to her, and she will melt in your hands. Some of you, we got some younger listeners, don't know about this. you got to respect the older music. you got to realize where it all comes from. Some of you saw this band on the Grammys, and you were like, who are these guys? This is Earth, Wind, and Fire. Mm. This is Reasons. This is music. Oh... Give it to me. Come here, baby. You are an earthly goddess. It's The Hideout, El Jefe and Dubs, 106.7 WJFK. Now, I'm
1: craving your body. Is this real? Temperature's rising.
2: And fire reasons. 106.7 W JFK in the hideout. Taking a very quick break and coming back. That is an old school jam on JFK.
0: Hideout. Hideouts. LFA's hideouts. Hideouts. Featuring K-Dubs, number one, one with gay Brittany impersonators, fat goth chicks, and radiophiles.
4: This is TCRTV.com Dave, and you're listening to El Jefe's Hideout, the best damn show in the whole damn Washington
0: radio spectrum. The you're listening to El Jefe's Hideout.
1: Oh, you can't dump that. You can't say that. What are you doing?
8: We at the FCC feel that democracy is all about protecting the rights of the ordinary citizen. Unregulated radio would result in programming of the lowest common
0: denominator.
5: The this radio person is the whole problem. Are we going to allow this guy to be heard by anyone who can turn a dial? L-F-E. Nobody knows who
0: he is. I swear to God, nobody has any idea. The hideout. No, even the show isn't real. This me, uh, I'm using a voice disguiser. I'm a phony f- just like my dad. See, the real me is just as worried as the rest of you. The uh, hideout with L. and J. Dub giving you reason to be even. This is the problem with Facebook 106.7. Uh. WJ.
2: Welcome back into the hideout. El Hat and Dub's coming down the home stretch. Uh, live until 11 o'clock, Stacy show will take over, and uh, Sporting News Radio will keep you company during the overnight. Um, get in
3: touch with us. You know, I, honestly, I was never a big fan of the uh, Sporting News Radio. I listened to it on the way home from our Ryan Fez now. That Rick Ballou. <laughs> I'm telling you, he talks nothing but football, and I love it.
2: I actually liked it um I loved it whenever it was one on one sports with Peter Brown, and that was he was a he's a good talk show host. i don't know what ended up happening to him, and then they ended up turning it over and uh I guess it was bought by sporting news and the whole thing. I'm very excited, dubs, for Rick Belew, not for Rick Belew, okay, but for us, we got our good friend detroit's own he's a rapper. He's an artist, and I think he's not there.
7: I'm here. What are you talking about?
2: Detroit's Chafee,
7: I'm broadcasting here. live from WRIF in Detroit. What's up, baby? That's true. I remember when I came out to D.C., you guys gave me some business about my rap career, but I'm proud to announce right now in the nation's capital, directly from the Motor City, that my album will be out June 21st. It's done.
2: What's the name of the album?
7: Elevated.
2: <laughs> it's, it's finished? It's completely finished. Completely finished. Is it elevator music? No, elevated. Oh, okay. Like take you to the next level. Like an elevator, though.
7: Exactly. <laughs>
2: I say call it elevator.
7: I don't mind elevator music, by the way. It's better than a lot of the stuff I'm spinning tonight.
2: So, where are you now?
7: I am uh, in Detroit at uh, 101 WRIF. Go to com.
2: Okay, at right. yeah,
7: WRIF.com. Now. You can listen live. Nice. What are you playing right now? A uh, new song from Josh Todd, who is the who? Uh, former lead singer of Buck Cherry. It's pretty good.
3: Buck Cherry, one song, lit up. No, all their songs sounded just like lit up.
7: Yeah, but have you ever seen them live? They're not bad. And they, I, I was, I was gonna go see them when they
3: played over at. Uh... What was that small crap bar that we always used to have to have the hairbands bands in? Hot that? Shots. Hot Shots, yeah, they play the Hot Shots. <laughs> That's when you know you're on your way down like this
7: great white. I banged something out of Hot Shots once, so and <laughs> F.A., you were there. I know. It was nice, though. It's not like it wasn't bad. It was good.
3: So, anyway. <laughs> it
7: <was fair> <laughs> I, at its
3: best. You know, I wish we could tell a story of what happened after, um, after the Zen Ponies concert. <laughs> <laughs> So, hey, turn up the music. Let's hear it so
2: people know that you're not just I calling don't from the know, closet. Be
7: able to hear, it, but let's give it a try.
2: Yeah. Hey, when do you talk again?
7: Uh, I don't know Probably in a couple of songs Five, ten minutes Awesome I want a special break Just for Washington, D.C.
2: I want to hear the simulcast I
7: heard that there's some uh, Rock jobs opening in uh, D.C. <laughs>
2: yeah, there. Uh, who knows There could be a new morning show Over at D.C. 101 You never know So this could be a little bit of an audition Hey, will you do this? What? Will you put us on the air with you?
7: You know, this is uh, my first night on the uh, primetime, and... Uh...
2: Come on, bro. Remember the old days when it was the skank shift and it was El Jefe in the edge zone, and we used to just we used to simulcast? We thought that was a big deal when we were in Lansing. Let's do it. Nation's capital.
7: Uh, you know what? Let's just get our feet wet and maybe <laughs> do the simulcast in a week or two. What
3: happened? What happened to the skank shift? It, it, the doctor Rock gave him some medicine. That's what happened. No,
7: that's not what happened. Come on, guys. I, I got it pretty good right now. I don't want to. I've made a a career of bad decisions and thinking that I would stand up for myself and do what I felt was right. And in the Such end, it never puppy. gets me
1: anywhere. You're, you're a
2: whipped little. Puppy man.
7: No, I'm not whipped. Trust me. Hey, hefe. The man broke you. Listen to who you're talking to. You know damn well that I'm willing to do anything, just not on my first night. <laughs>
2: just not on my. Ooh, I don't want to get fired. Hey, remember J Dubs and his audition at WJXQ, the old station?
7: Uh, it went a lot better than his audition at JFK. <laughs> <laughs>
2: He went buck wild.
3: He was putting phone calls on the air. Didn't he let a couple of F-bombs slip through? Yeah, a couple of F-bombs slip through. One by uh, well, one while Shafee, hardcore and Freaker were on the phone during for a 15-minute break. Oh, <laughs> it, God. And this was during the audition, right? I understand. have
7: to hang on. I'm getting hotlined by uh, the Doc of Rock right now, so hang on. A second. Oh, are you really? Can we listen? We'll see what happens. Hang on. Put him on conference.
2: Oh, now we're on hold. I wonder. I wonder if some. I wonder if somebody at DC 101 called Doug and said, "Hey, Shafe, I'd love to get Shafey fired. How about this? Whenever he goes on the air at the riff, we'll just start yelling." Because I told him, "Hey, dude, we're not going to do
3: anything." Now, to you. It, right. will we be able to go on the air if we start yelling, or will they just hear the receiver in the background? I don't know. Maybe they'll just hear the receiver. In the background.
7: You guys, this is hilarious. You're not going to believe this. What happened? CSX is our sister station, classic rock. Mm-hmm. The guy just called me; that's on the air. <laughs> he locked himself out of the building. They got dead air. I got to go open the door for him. I'll be right back.
1: All right, put
2: <laughs> us back on hold. Huh? Put us back on hold then.
7: All right, I'll be right back. Hang uh,
2: on. That's cool. Just let us know when you're back. All right. You missed the me- the days of music radio at all? <laughs> What's he playing now? Is this one no leaf Clover? <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine being? Could you imagine being stuck at a radio station where you had to spin tunes? Would you ever want to go back? No, never. <laughs> Keep it up. That's kind of funny.
3: Turn it up a little bit more. T- uh, it's all the way up. Oh my God! Could you imagine? Do you remember playing this? Playing Metallica? Oh. Do you remember when? Uh, oh.
10: All right, guys, I'm back. That was
7: quick. Yeah, i got to sprint to the door.
2: All right, so here's the thing. This is the reason I wanted to get you on the phone, Shafee. Obviously, you know everything that's going down with the FCC. Yeah. And now we're at the point, what's that weird feedback? Are you hearing that, Dubs? Maybe I've got the... uh... Maybe I had you up too loud. Go ahead. That's a little bit better. So anyway, there's this whole thing that's going on in society right now where it's this real scary movement. Toward censorship. Right. We've covered it a ton on this show. We really don't want to talk about that. What I do want to talk about, though, and the reason I wanted to get you on the phone, Shafee, is because you were the originator, to me, you were the originator of something that I had never heard in radio before. And that was specifically going on the air and saying, it's the skank shift, no requests. No requests. I am not going to take a single one of your requests, and that would actually rile people up. People would call and say, how dare you not take my request? How could you pretend to be a radio station? You're supposed to be working for me why are you not taking my requests
7: right but it, 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 that was the initial response but after a while when the people got it and after uh, uh endless promotion of it you know in sweepers no request you know glorifying me taking away your right to make a request it was kind of like hitler you know i told you what you could and couldn't do and the people bought into it and eventually they would come down on the people that made requests.
9: Now my point
2: about this is why would you allow, why would you go on the air and say no requests?
7: Because uh, to make my job easier, number one, but also just uh, I'm a I'm a megalomaniac and I love power.
3: Well, not only that, requests are BS.
2: There is no such thing as a request at a radio station.
7: That's true. That Very w- rarely, even during request shows, most of the time, uh, all of the music is predetermined,
3: and they'll be, they'll leave like one slot open for a request. Right. And usually they'll give you five songs where you can throw in there no matter what. And, and usually the jock ends up playing what he wants to
2: play because he doesn't want to, you know, he wants to hear his own music. Yeah, he does. started hearing the same stuff. Yeah, later. he doesn't want to
1: sit through. The
7: reason I went with no request, to be honest with you, is not only was I, that I think it was a catchy and a brilliant gimmick, but also. Uh, the fact that, you know, you can get in a lot of trouble being a radio DJ on a music station. And the trouble I'm talking about is people calling up and asking for requests. I can't tell you how many stories I've heard of uh, radio DJs who have been uh, verbally threatened and even physically attacked outside the radio station, all for not playing a song on the radio. All
2: right, you, you want to take a couple calls because the phone line's are already lighting up. They want to speak to Shafi. Go ahead. John, welcome into the hideout.
8: How are you? What's up, brother? I just wanted to say, I mean, uh, Definitely liking liking what's going on tonight, but I've never in my life heard somebody make an analogy between themselves and Hitler. That's a a first.
0: What is that? I heard that,
10: too. I wanted somebody to pick up You know what?
3: It rolled off my back. I didn't even know what to say. All
2: right, Dubs, you're from Fallerville. You guys uh, toss around Hitler like it's a compliment all the time. Oh, we would love to. I heard that, and I was like, what is he saying? He is like Hitler.
7: Well, what I'm saying is I'm not like Hitler, but in the point where, you know...
2: Dig yourself uh, out of this hole. Go ahead
7: can tell you what you can and what you can't do and most of the people the masses are blinded they will they will follow that and they will they will buy into that and you that's you pick the Hitler of all people come into our country with this indecency stuff if you, you think about it you pick
2: Hitler of all people to say, Wait, Mussolini
7: well Bush. Hitler wasn't all bad he was 99.999% <laughs> bad
2: he built good highways right <laughs> Jesus Christ I, I want to say now the hideout does not condone it. Anything that has just been said by Punani or Shapey. Oh, wait a minute. Marge Schatz said that, not me. Let's go to uh, Will. Will, welcome, man, bro.
12: Hey, guys. Actually, I called earlier about the wife that likes video games. Uh, I had a, basically I had a question about the, the riff back in Detroit.
1: Mm-hmm.
12: I, mean, I used to live to, listen to the riff. It really sounded like, and Shapey answered uh, this, it really sounded like Big Daddy Arthur P had a couple of drinks before he got on there.
7: Oh, probably. This guy, this, he's in the rock and, and roll like, hall kind of, like, of fame, and he's made a very nice living for himself. And there's no question that uh, he lived and probably still does live the lifestyle from time to time. Look, Big
3: Daddy Arthur P has to be the most non-talented big jock ever he has the voice that's fact, it he's gonna be in a movie isn't he shaving yeah he is
2: with kevin costner and what movie you know, the thing is is uh, people have their
12: i'm
3: an a-hole get me out of here <laughs>
12: huh but then again, in Detroit, what else is there to listen
3: to?
7: Right. There's not a lot of competition. It's not only Detroit. It's all over the country, really, when it comes to music stations. You know, there's not much but music these days, and that's what I'm trying to change. Shafey. Is doing the same. Thanks,
3: Will. Sh- Shafey, how, how shaken up is everybody over at WRAF over the whole FCC thing?
7: Uh, there's been, there's been a little bit of concern. As a matter of fact, during the meeting that we just had uh, a few days ago, the only names that came up that they're watching or that they need to, you know, keep a close watch on are Drew and Mike, the morning show show here in Detroit and myself. And I was very honored being a part-timer who, up until tonight, was uh, in solitary confinement on Sunday afternoons to be, uh, uh... to be viewed as a threat, you know? I like that.
2: Okay. Let's talk uh, to Jay. Jay, welcome in. How are you? What's up?
7: I just wanted to congratulate you
8: guys on the breaking interview with Mel Gibson's father over there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hitler's only 99.9% bad. This is breaking news.
2: Jesus, thank you Uh Well, you know, you get exclusives you. with the hideout.
7: <laughs> Every time I'm on your show, I, I walk away feeling terrible about myself. <laughs> I know. God.
2: Somebody wants to do a long-distance dedication to Joseph Stalin. Can you do
7: that? You know, I'm not a fan of Hitler. I'm just saying. It's a comparison. Every time. I'm making a serious point, and we're making fun of it. But the point is that when you take people's freedoms away, after a certain amount of time, it becomes the norm. And uh, that's a scary thought.
2: Well, let me talk about this, because this is the real reason I wanted to get you on the phone. (laughs)
1: This is so funny. You. (laughs) You.
7: am i that funny i never knew that hitler was that
1: funny oh god
7: man we just can't have you on the air without you defacing some group oh come on i didn't deface any group all
3: right so here's are you your
7: telling call. me that you're calling, that
3: you're calling jews and you aren't calling the jews a group what are you saying now oh come on I, I want to get to
2: my main point no reason we, hey when do you <laughs> got when, when do you got to talk again I don't know. <laughs> Do a break. Talk after this song.
7: I'll go after this song. What
2: what song are you playing now? You know oh, it's
7: bad. It's Limp Bizkit.
2: Oh, that new Limp Biscuit song. <laughs> that guy, he jumped a shark. It's over for him, isn't it?
7: I think he'll be playing at Club Hotshot. <laughs>
2: hey, um Hey, will you kick out a will you kick out a request? Say this is a request for so and so? Oh request. Well say this is for say this is for Alex and Justin.
7: There are no requests. Well, just say this one's for Hefe. We, we aren't know. requesting
2: anything. I'll
7: yeah. say what's up to my homeboys, Hefe and Johnson. <laughs> All
2: right. When do you talk? How long do you talk?
7: Uh, three minutes and 46 seconds.
3: All right. So we'll set this up. How big of a ramp do you
7: got? A rant.
3: Ramp. I have did to you talk up? Did you get to talk over? How long? The, how long about uh,
7: I? Well, I can talk as much as I want, but I, I you know, I can talk about the the latest Limb Biscuit song. I can talk about uh, the Kid Rock concert coming to Cobo Arena. But talk I'd about Kid talk Rock. Talk about important things like Hitler on your show. No,
2: I want when you do your break. This is what I want you to do. I want you to come in. W R I F Detroit's home rock and roll. Big ups to the hideout in El
7: I'm getting hotlined again. Maybe my Hitler talk is somehow br- uh, breathed through to the Riff airwaves. Hang on. All right.
2: I want him to get fired. If there's anything we can do. It's I don't,
3: work, hey, keeps on putting this on hold.
2: Hey, if there are any, uh, anyone listening, if you want to call the Riff, it's 313 298 WRIF. So call Chafee and keep him company.
3: Yeah, this one, the next one going out to Hitler, burning down the house. <laughs>
2: yeah. the so roof is on fire. <laughs>
1: you
2: guys are horrible. I'm not condoning any of this. No, I mean, no. But we're ripping on Chafee. I just, I'm so, I lost it. I mean, I just lost it there, and I couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> well, after you calling uh, black people coloreds last week, Dubs, I never know when you're joking and when you're not.
3: Black people coloreds? I never said that. That's
2: what I heard. I listened to the tape.
7: That was the boss. What did he say? Uh just ask me if that guy ever got into the other uh, the radio station that he locked himself
1: out of. you tell him now what <laughs> do you, you
7: managers on his way down here to let him in
3: did you did you uh tell me on the air with us? no what, I, what do you call him? Do you call him the doc or do you call him
6: Doug or what
7: He's a really good guy to be honest <laughs> no, with but saying. seriously,
6: seriously, what do you call him
7: uh, a brother I call him doc I call him I call him Doug. I call him uh by his first name
2: i'm gonna hey can I play this voicemail?
7: I call him by his slave name, Doug. What? All right, here,
2: let's do this. What is that? The no, slave don't name. play
7: thing. that voicemail. You didn't <laughs> dig that
2: up. <laughs> yeah, I've got it right here waiting for you. All right, let me get into this whole thing about payola.
7: Whatever uh-huh. happened to your point? <laughs> What's your point? We're getting sidetracked.
2: <laughs> I'm trying to get back on track here, okay? Um, By the way, we may have some things in the works for you, all right? So hang tight, all right?
7: Even after tonight?
2: (sighs) I don't know. For some reason, Cameron
3: likes you.
7: Okay, good.
2: He wants
3: you to screen phone calls.
7: Yeah. (laughs) Alan
2: asked me about you. Uh, uh... Were you there with me, Dubs? Yeah. He was like, so how's your boy in Detroit doing? And I was like, he's great. He's like, what's he up to? I'm like, he's waiting for the phone call, just I, like I, we
7: all are. I'm always waiting for a phone call.
3: So anyway, but it's, yeah, we have a little... He's yeah, got one from Doug. What else do you want? <laughs> yeah,
7: I'm going on the air in 60 seconds. All right. All
3: right. Well, wait. Well, before we get into
2: our whole thing then, but make sure you... Because you kicking out the song to us is going to set something up, all right?
7: All right. So make sure you kick it
2: out. And do Heffan and Dubs. Okay? Hefe
7: and Dubs. Kick it out to Heffan and Dubs. All right. This is going to be awesome. All right, I'm going to put you guys on
3: hold. No, don't put us on hold. No, that's what you can... Uh.
7: You can't hear the music, then. Yeah, that's true. We can barely hear it. How long are you going to talk for? Uh, Five seconds. I'm going to intro a song.
2: All right. Are you going to kick
7: out the phone number? Kick out the
2: phone numbers and plug the website. And tell us where you're going to be tomorrow afternoon with the Red Wings.
7: I'm not going to be in... (laughs) Hey, I'm not going to get into this lame stuff. I I want... Look, you're auditioning for DC 101.
1: We need... (laughs) <laughs> we need Hang on
7: a second.
2: All right, put us on hold. This is how it's done. Are you on hold? Yeah, put us on hold so we can hear it. All right. HFS, DC 101, this is how you do a commercial break. Take a look around,
7: 101, WRIF, Detroit's rock station. Uh, I am Staphy. Got a long set of riff rock that we are in the middle <laughs> of right now. Saliva, Godsmack, still on the way. This one going out to my homeboys, Hefe and Dubs. Low Pro, song called Sunday. Saturday night,
3: 101, WRIF, The Riff. <laughs> I hope everybody else could hear that. I know, it was so low. We I, I jacked it up as high as possible, but... God, that was... Put up in rock, right?
2: <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome, man. You're a goddamn pro. You know how easy it is to talk up
7: records? Oh, it's so easy, dude. I don't even listen to the records. I'm watching hockey.
2: I love the fake voice you put on, too. Well,
7: the funny part I'm real. is
2: Detroit of uh, Rock and Roll. Uh, w- of, I've
7: witnessed other jocks in this building, like, uh, before the song's queuing it up to find out exactly how much time they have to talk and try to get it all the way up to the, the first uh, time you hear the vocals. That, I don't have any idea. I'm just talking and kind of playing it by ear, hoping that. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's, that's,
3: how, that's how Bob Olsen used to do it. He Used to listen to every song before I put it on. Like I don't,
7: I don't do that. I don't believe in it. I'm old school that way. Old school. <laughs> Jeff,
3: welcome into the hideout.
7: This is definitely
8: a postmodern meta radio here, radio about radio. Right. When he was talking about Doc before, is that uh, Doctor Mangala? Doctor Mangala? That,
2: no. <laughs> 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 Thank you, Jeff. Oh. Get that. What is that? <laughs> Punani, do you want to educate? No, I, we just want no. we want to leave it alone. Can I get to my point?
7: Inside jokes
1: suck ass from nine hundred miles. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's
2: not too terribly inside. Let me talk about Paola. Uh, <laughs> all right,
1: all so
7: right. Oh, by the way, speaking of Paola, I also host uh, Motor City Riffs, with showcases uh, local who cares? rock. Who, no, because I'm getting my CD produced for free by playing songs on the air. Who cares? Uh, what do you mean? Who cares? Who's producing it? Uh, Brian Rains Who's that? And Kenny Olsen
3: what, what other bands do they produce?
7: Kenny Olsen's a guitarist in Twisted Brown Trucker
3: Oh, sweet <laughs> Nice Is that even me? What? <laughs> Nothing So here's
2: my thing that I want to get it's to Very unsuccessful, too <laughs> um, <laughs>
1: I love you <laughs> You're so classic
2: <laughs> Classic, epic Um, <laughs> Slap a tongue on the mic for him So here's the thing, man we want to talk about this, how program directors and music directors in the business are basically useless. And the reason is because they don't choose the money based on merit. They, cho- they, they actually pick these songs, and it's based
3: on money. Now, wh- wh- who did we get the money from? Wh- wh- what fund did it go in when we worked at... Uh...
2: Well, I've got this chart. And, Shafee, tell me if you agree with this chart, okay? Uh... In this chart, money equals money. All right? Then you have songs equaling laws, you know. What, law? Laws, like laws, because this is a comparison between the radio industry and a comparison to the government
6: and yeah, how bills that was get passed. Yeah, my original out. comparison
7: with Hitler. You're just going to do it a little more PC.
2: Program directors and music directors, to me, equal Congress people, people who are in Congress now.
3: Labels, or Shakespeare would call them, the Jews. Oh,
7: shut up, man. <laughs> Our labels I get mistaken for a Jew a lot? So over the years, I, uh, yeah, I've... does that hurt your feelings or something? Uh, uh... Huh? Well, you're Lebanese, aren't you? Yeah. Christ. Not the same thing. <laughs> Puerto Rican.
1: I'm Mexican. <laughs> well, there you go
2: jb <laughs> you gotta understand we had this exact same discussion last weekend between these two. <gasps> About what <laughs> he, he said i called dubs colored called some black people colored
4: no man. i didn't
3: it was uncool
4: colored That's i did not i said consult.
3: i said i thought you know black people probably could fight better than white people which
1: fight
7: yeah i agree with that thank you. jesus i'm glad you're not out here I'm not even going to tell you why I agree with you.
1: No, I don't even want to hear (laughs) it. I don't even want to hear it. What are you guys laughing for? Christ Almighty!
2: <laughs> I got I got three maniacs. I'm trying to do a I'm trying to do a show, and I got three maniacs here.
7: Well, have you ever noticed
2: that like black? No, stop. <laughs> a lot I, of them. I, have I'm serious.
6: Very I don't want to like... talk
2: about this, man. Stop it. I'm serious. Oh, stop. All right. oh. God damn! <laughs> I want you to get hired here. The last thing I want you to do is to get already get hate mail. Oh my God! Turn God.
7: the phone up a little bit. That's what I'm getting I from the. I've racist comment on your show
2: i gotta go pull the tape the last time when you were talking about black people were the reason the inner cities were fat
7: that's <laughs> a statistic that's factual
2: that's not they weren't talking about black people they were talking about urban cities tend to be fatter and then you were like yeah because look that's where all the black live black oh were. well most urban cities are i don't even want to talk minorities. about it don't even want to talk about it with you when do you do an, when do you talk up another song
7: uh, I'll be going into commercials in about five, ten minutes.
2: Is that where you do your long one, where you talk about where you're going to be and stuff? Eh, my
7: real liner.
2: Right. Well, this. what, what liners
1: do you have right now?
7: Uh, my liner coming up is very interesting, and it deals with uh, music uh, exclusives, so pretty much uh, promoting my own Sunday night show.
2: Okay. Well, hold on. Let's take another call. People want to talk to Shafi. Oh, God, no. Mike, welcome into the hideout. No, no. How are you? What's up, bro?
8: First, I wanted to send a shout-out. I didn't realize Jimmy the
2: Greek was in the studio. <laughs> Actually, uh, he's in Detroit, but okay.
8: Uh, but also, um, I, I think that the analogy for music directors is to the scandal last year where <laughs> stock analysts that gave sell records or buy recommendations were also getting money back the other side from the sale of the stock.
2: Well, see, so I never finished going through my thing. Labels equal corporations. These indies equal lobbyists. Requests equal votes. And these promotions departments are like the political action committees. Here's how it basically breaks down. Let me give you an example. To keep uh, um, to keep hands clean, what ends up happening in music radio is you'll have the record company go through what's called an indie. Yeah, we got McGathy. Like a McGathy or something like that, where they give them money or some something in return. It's all laundry. And then what ends up happening is McGathy will go to a music director and say, hey, If you end up adding Godsmack this week, if you add Godsmack this week, week, a week early than it's supposed to, we somehow will be able to give your promotions department $2,000, and you can get an autographed Godsmack guitar. If you wait and don't add Godsmack early so that there's not a big buzz on the Godsmack song, well, this isn't going to be available to you. And this is the same kind of thing that ends up happening in the law. You end up having these lobbyists who are getting the money or are filtered through from the corporations who end up going to the lawmakers who end up saying, hey, we really need this bill pushed through. And if you, you know, we're not going to be able to give you the money for the specific vote, but I think your traveling would be a lot easier if you're able to bump yourself up to first class uh, if you happen to vote this one way on a specific issue. Do you see that, Shafee? Yeah, you're exactly right. I think that's the way that it ends up breaking down. I mean, why do you think WJFK never has any of the great prizes that these other music radios... So they don't play, play music. And here's the other thing, too. You're not, you know, I'll even say this about Doug. You can refute it or not. Any of these program directors, these music directors, any one of them in D.C. or in Detroit, where are they always at lunchtime? They're at the fattest, nicest restaurant... Because the record company is taking them out, whining and dining them, so they can get thirty seconds of their time to play them the new White Stripes album.
7: Don't forget about trips to Hawaii and new cars.
2: That's exa- and then McHathy will pull one of these things where they have this big um, get together in New York, yeah. or in I think the last one, Shelley called it from uh, called me on her birthday from the big get together in uh, Minneapolis. And so all these guys, they get they together. They have the
3: conclaves. They have all that stuff. They
2: get together, and they wine and dine each other. And what ends up turning out is if you look in the music business, I mean, you've got people right now that are trying to get their bands broken. People like you, Shafee. You want to get your music out there. It's tough for you to get your music out there because you're not going to have a major label to back you. Now, obviously, you're on the radio, and we'll be one of the first to debut Elevated. Uh, here in the hideout, we can definitely play that for you.
7: Yeah, the first single's called, by the way, uh, Cops in the Hallway.
2: All right, Cops in the Hallway, an exclusive from Shafee on the hideout, 106.7 What What's it's the song it's about? about?
7: It's about uh, my buddy, your buddy, Freaker.
1: Oh, really? <laughs> Is, uh...
7: <laughs> it's not necessarily about him. It's sort of me playing the role of him being paranoid about the cops in the hallway all the time. The
3: cops are in the hallway, man. And so, don't yeah. bring anything over. Are you guys playing the new
7: corn hit? Yeah, y'all want a single say, suck it.
3: So in this, though,
2: if you look at the video, in the video it has all the stuff popping up. One corporation owns the five major video channels in the United States of America. By the way, that corporation happens to be this one, Viacom, that owns us. Ninety-eight percent of bands signed to a major won't make a profit. That's true. Two radio conglomerates control 42 percent of the listeners. And when you look at Infinity, we own, what, 183 stations? Something like that. Clear Channel owns 1,200? Clear Channel has that much control over what goes out on the air? And not to mention, they own the majority of the concert venues now?
7: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Everything was a Clear Channel event that I remember. You know what I'm walking away with this uh, conversation with? What? Uh, You're not going to make it? Change my career path and go into programming. And that's what you do. I want to be a program director. It's easy to sell out. You go on these go. trips. Bob Olson in Market 128 in Lansing driving a brand new Caddy making 30 grand. No,
3: no, cars. no. It's not a Caddy anymore. You know who he's driving? I what? saw him uh, when I was at home. This is our old program director, by the way. He's driving a Jag. <laughs> and working in Lansing, Michigan
2: at a rock station. How does that
7: happen? Yeah. The music industry. I, I think we bought him that, Jag. Yeah.
2: The music industry releases 100 songs per week. This is all stuff that's in the video for the corn single. What is the name of it again? Y'all want a Y'all single?
1: Y'all want a single.
2: Only four songs are added to the average radio playlist each week. Hit songs on top 40 are often repeated over 100 times per week. 90% of all singles get to the hook within 20 seconds, and 98% of all singles are less than 3 minutes and 30 seconds long. And what's weird is that whenever you call a radio station and you ask for a request, you can ask for that request. That song isn't going
3: to get played, usually. The only way it's going to get played is if it's coming up anyway.
7: By the way, Detroit band, Psychopathic Records, Zug Island, their new uh, CD is called 333 because six or seven of the songs on the CD are exactly three minutes and 33 seconds because of exactly what you're talking about.
2: Because that's the formula. And anyway, I just want people to know, I mean, of course it's obviously still important that you vote. But what ends up happening is that you end up voting a new congressperson, and sadly, they all become a hold. Of this you know They're all in the pockets of special interest.
7: All right, hey, guys, it's break time, guys. Get, get uh, serious.
2: All right, hey, don't put us on hold because we couldn't hear you well last time. Just leave us like this so we can hear you talk. All right. We couldn't hear the music last time. We won't be able to hear the music this time. All we, all we hear is... But at least we'll be able to hear his voice and how he talks. Don't talk, though, because it bleeds through. All right, we won't okay. say. How many seconds? Ten. All right, we'll shut up. Do it. This is live in Detroit on JFK.
7: One on one,
0: WRIF, the riff, saliva, your
7: disease from every six seconds. Godsmack smack before that. Realign from faceless. Wrapping up a long ass set. Riff rock Saturday night with me, Shafee, right here on the riff. It's the weekend time. Remember the Rip rock and play weekend. Your chance to see uh, Lincoln Park, Corn, the Used, and Snoop Dogg. Plus, get some great prizes from Kenwood and The Riff. And uh, on the weekends, The Riff also presents exclusive music specials, including interviews and live performances from your favorite bands every weekend. Tomorrow morning from 8 until 10 a.m., it's The House of Hair with your host, Twisted Sister's own Dee Snyder. Tomorrow night, starting at 8 p.m., it's our concert specials, absolutely live in concert. And uh, maybe I'll find out who it's going to be and let you know before I get out of here tonight. And Sunday night at 10 p.m., join me, Shane. as I am the new host for Motor City Riffs, the show that showcases the best local rock. And we've got two great bands coming in tomorrow night, the Detroit Cobras and the Sillies. Then, after Motor City Riffs at 11 p.m., it's Peter Werby with Night Call. Call in, the award-winning Night Call. Brought to you by Budweiser. It's live. It's Budweiser True Music and your home of rock and roll in the Motor City, 101 WRIF. The Riff.
6: Riff rock.
7: The way Tantric is coming up in soil, their latest Play me a riff! Next.
6: Baby! Baby! baby. (laughs) (laughs)
7: Alright.
6: Awesome. You're a Uh,
2: pro, bro. God damn, dude. That was awesome. You know what, though? People ask me if you're on WKKK in
1: Detroit. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
2: That's good. Wow. Um so Riff Ross, there it is
3: 86627749698662774969 DC right. welcome into the hideout hey what's going on guys what up
0: bro
4: uh, I just wanted to kind of share a personal experience I had with the similar situation you're describing about how you call up and they say oh yeah we'll we'll get to it and they never play a song and mm-hmm. how the same eight songs are played I've been following this one band for like a really long time, and I got to know the guys. Mm-hmm. And they've been putting out albums for the past 10 years, up to like 12 albums now. I personally sent my signed copies to several radio stations in this area, talked to the program directors directly, and assurances that, oh, we'll get these CDs, will you get them to us, we'll take a listen to them, yeah, we'll start playing them. Never heard back. I called. Never got my messages
10: returned. Nothing.
7: Totally Disney. That's that- never going to happen. You're never going to just send a CD on your own to a radio station and get them to play it. Because hey. it's a monster, like he's explaining. A major corporation, major business. And there's a lot of uh, you pay me, you take care of me, I take care of you.
2: Hey, let me tell you this, though. You know one place where it does happen?
7: College radio. XM. Exxon I was over,
2: I was over at the I was over hanging out with the boys on the XM channel whatever the heavy metal station is and I was chatting with them and they were telling me the stories about there was some band out of Pennsylvania who sent their stuff in and they liked it so much they put it in heavy rotation so it's getting played next to Korn and Manson or Tool or whatever's on the heavy metal station just this little band out of um out of Pennsylvania that they were telling me about and they were like we're not going to be beholden to the record labels. We even tell record labels, we don't want any of your stuff. Don't even bother sending it. In fact, a lot of the guys, at least this is the way it was at XM when I went over there, a lot of those guys go buy the CDs themselves. And they play it unedited because they don't want to play it the way the artist meant for it to be played. So that's tight. Thanks, thanks, DC. Yeah, I, no problem. If you, you, can, if you get XM, to listen to the hideout. Though.
7: You can uh,
2: maybe soon the
7: hideout on XM. You can make it on your own. Very few have though. So I'm,
2: ICP, I know that's why you're a big fan of ICP. I
7: like the way they did it without any help from radio or MTV or anything like that. And they're I mean, other than ICP, that's why a lot of people hate them and a lot of people love them. But to me, they're the greatest story in rock and roll. In history, because of the fact that they're the number two selling merchandise company in the world uh, for music behind the band AFI, and that's hard to believe. Wow. Uh, I mean, it's hard to believe that AFI is number one right now, but ICP merchandise and total merchandise, ICP is number three behind South Park and I believe the WWE.
2: Again, we're talking with Shafey from. Detroit's on of Rock and Roll. Actually, you're what? Detroit's rock station now, WRIF. He's our good buddy. Uh, we've worked with him forever. We're trying to get him to come out here and do some stuff. And we were just talking about the way that things work, not only in the radio industry, but the correlations between the radio industry and what goes on here in D.C., what goes on in Capitol Hill, uh, how songs are basically the same thing as laws and how you can request and you can vote. And sure, it may mean something, because sometimes they look and see what kind of requests, what kind of calls certain songs are getting. And sometimes that'll play a factor if it's a huge number. But most of the time, it's whatever the record labels or the corporations are filtering through these independent, uh, these indies in the radio industry, or the lobbyists. And that's what's being forced upon you. That's uh, why you hear Linkin Park. Fifteen times on four different radio stations. That's
7: why that happened. Just to clarify, what is our stance on this? Are we against this, or are we just uh, telling you the facts and exposing the way it is? Well, I don't because I... you and I and Dubs are all guilty in a small way of stuff like this. Oh yeah, definitely. Small favors. Well, that's the other thing too. Maybe he, not half. A, he's a married
2: man. Uh, divorced. Divorced on the show, right? Um, but that's part of the thing, though. Where you even hear? I mean, you'll hear somebody say, "Hey, this is for so and so working out in, you know, at so and so. This is for Todd." Working real hard in Woodbridge.
7: And then you, no, this is for so and so at, uh, let's say, uh, Dave's West Side Deli, then you <laughs> eat for free.
3: Or the Wooden Nickel in Dan'sville. <laughs> All right, man. Well, anyway, I just wanted to, uh, chat with our old buddy and kind to, of. To the guys making subs and grinders over in Lucky's
7: Pub. Yeah, every week it's the same guys making, uh, hoagies and grinders.
3: Working, just, on the, working on the race car out at, uh, at Lucky's Pub.
2: I just wanted to expose this a little bit to you guys and kind of have you see how it works. So don't be fooled so much. Yeah, I'm uh, all for it. Don't be fooled so much on uh, what's going on out there. Because, you know, realize
3: the guys that were lucky spell uh, wanted to hear orange barrels.
2: <laughs> realize that you guys, in a sense, have a say, but at the other hand too, what do you do? What well, are you gonna do?
7: This goes back to my original theory in all life. There are three types of people on this planet, okay? There are evil people that sell you things. There are stupid people that buy you things, or that buy the things that the evil people are selling, and then there are smart people that sit back and have a hard time determining who's worse, the evil people for selling it or the stupid people for buying it.
1: Exactly.
2: Where'd you get that from?
7: I made it up. Lies. I made it up, and then somebody stole it from me. <laughs> oh, and
9: put it in a book.
7: Some it, guy from a website, I told him about that, and uh he put it up, some stupid website. But uh speaking of telling people your ideas, have you guys seen that commercial on TV for Invent Tech? No. Snap your fingers, turn on a light. That was my idea, but I never thought to get a patent on it. Instead, <laughs> I just went to the bar and told everybody.
2: I, I have seen that commercial, now that I think about it. Hi, <laughs> right, brother. Well, um, good chatting with you, man.
7: All right, guys. So, Take care so, yourself you, and get me out to DC. Are you ta- are you on every Saturday night now? at the Every Rift? Saturday night, seven to midnight, and then Motor City Riffs every Sunday night at ten p.m. W R I F dot com DC. Become a Shafi fan.
2: And here's the thing. We'll have to we'll have to check in with him occasionally then, if he's going to be on at the same time as us.
7: All right, guys. All right, sing hi. What? <laughs> Jesus, <laughs>
2: nothing. We'll see you later. Bye. Oh man. That's our that's our other best friend. We've got our two best friends. Which one's more normal, Lefty? Which one's more entertaining,
3: Shafi. Shafie There's no doubt. Shavey is, he's like Mikey D. You know? He, yeah, you know he is.
2: In fact, you know Shafie reminds me a lot of. We've even talked about this. Paranoid. Yeah. Someone who is just uber talented, and but you know just on the verge of going completely insane because. Like he said, you know, the, the people who sit back and decide who's worse—the evil people or the stupid people—it'll drive you insane. There's a great bumper sticker that says, "If you're not, if you're not, um, if you're not outraged, then you're not paying attention." And a lot of people are now starting to become outraged because of what's going on with uh, Congress and the FCC, and they're starting to get outraged now because they finally have started to begin to pay attention. Now, <clears throat> you ready to take a break? No, we can keep on going if you want to. I need to take a quick break because I got to. Um... Oh, we're almost done. I thought we had another hour left after this. I know. I got to go handle some. Practice. Wow, we we're. I know. It's flying by, man. We are rocking the party. We got to take a break. We're going to come back. Matt Albert is going to do a movie review for us. And we got a couple of headlines that we want to get to. So, a very quick commercial break. Matt Albert went to go see Club Dread. And so, the matey Albert is going to be reviewing the movie for us. And uh, a couple of headlines, including pornography in minivans. Where do you stand? I stand at full attention. Quick break, coming back. Bad pawn, It's the hideout. <laughs> <laughs> on oh, JFK. What is, what is everything off of here? What's going on? Hold on a second. Is last stuff deleted?
8: I just want
6: to
0: say that you guys are stuck and I want to hear the replay. You can have a sense of humor about that. I don't know what you can have a sense of humor about. Have half hideout. Now, Hefe, She dubs. Big country, booty, big
6: country. yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You know all that cornbread and s*** like this. I tell you where y'all need to go. Where they got more women than anywhere. Files. Files. Chris Shaw on Sunday night. Nope. Street race on form. Y'all way off. I give y'all a hint. Everybody's business. Wait. Spit it out. Church. Oh,
3: Please. Ain't nobody going to church to catch no bitches.
0: Looking for black boxes. I like to know that a woman's just stupid enough to ask me. Shubs. <laughs> on 106.7 WJF.
3: I, I thought for sure we had an hour fifteen left. I know it's, it's just Maybe. flying by, man. We only
2: got a couple minutes left in the hideout. El Hefe and Doug. I
3: have to spend it with Matt
2: Albert. One hundred six point seven WJFK. Uh, I am Hefe. That is Doug. Just Panani here helping out. Bateman producing. Great job as usual. Wonder boy, what? Seriously, if if, if they want you, go to Ron and Fez.
5: Do our buddies a favor and take the job. But, see, I want them to like me and every producer they have except dubs they hate so, that's true too I, I'd rather stay here and be somewhat appreciated.
2: I think you'd be dead within two weeks suicide <laughs> or killing somebody yeah, 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 that's the other thing too i uh there's a little give and take. I know how far to push him before he's ready to kill me, so I understand, and I'm always so up and close yeah so our uh a boy uh Matt Albert. The only thing that he can do, and that he does do on a regular basis, besides eat, is watch movies. Yeah. And we've decided that we're going to try to turn him into a movie reviewer. So, joining us from Frederick, Maryland.
1: maybe I
9: don't bother listening to you bloody pongo.
1: Who speaks pirate? I don't understand. I know you're trying to be
9: FCC compliant, but I, somehow I think that even these words should be done. You're a wily Spaniard, but I think you're a lumbering lumber. Dub lumber. is the right lad with a ten for an eye. That means no position suspicion that he's a monster bank waiting to unfurl his flag, if you know what I mean.
0: No, I don't.
9: What are you talking about? I'm completely lost. My proper height is eight pines high, pine, three quarts wide. I have the opposite of touch. Everything I touch turns to bilge.
0: Matt over only a LF and <laughs>
2: <laughs> so my first question is, does he take up two seats in the theater? <laughs> yeah, I think he'd have to go to those special theaters where you go and they like you put the middle, the middle thing up. Have you he been to s-
1: those?
3: He sits in the uh, in the um, the one handicapped, uh, handicapped handicap seat. Oh, yeah, the accessible on the floor. Was it the the Indian style with a bucket of popcorn? Two or three. I I can see him sitting there after he finishes the bucket of popcorn wearing his hat. Arr, mateys. Matey Albert, you there? Hello, governor. (laughs) How was Club Dread?
9: Ah, Club Dread was was a mighty fine film. What did you think of it? Have you seen it? No, and actually, you know, Dubs, you gave me Super
2: Troopers, the same guys that made Club Dread. And I'm planning. on watching it tomorrow. I'm going to play my MVP 2004 from EA Sports and watch Super Troopers and check it out. But I know, what is it? The Broken Lizard comedy troopers, yeah. something like that. Broken Lizard. Yeah. What's the, what's the uh, what's the thing about the star- behind the story?
9: Behind the story. Yeah. What's the what's up with what, the storyline? What's line? the background? Well, there's Métis on an island and they're being killed by an unfriendly matey. Uh, well, I ventured to, to see Club Drive with me matey. Robert the Black, and um, this movie was first with Trollope as if it came from a fortnight at New Providence. So the movie had more laughs than a Pongo on a willow stick smelling snipes on a Sunday. So that Britney
3: <laughs> <laughs> can't even make it through the pirate review anymore.
1: that <laughs> it!
3: Can I, get, can I get just the bed from that? Uh, <laughs>
1: he, can't
3: even, radio.
1: he can't even he can't even read without losing his breath. <laughs> oh, I was laughing,
3: you idiot.
9: <laughs> <laughs> Whatever,
2: you were choking. Why,
3: trying you to call down City? Air. Why are you calling us idiots? are supposed to be like Scoundrel or something.
2: And that's the thing, too. You used to just occasionally mix in the pirate words. Now it's nothing but pirate words, and then you break character when you can't breathe.
9: Shut <laughs> <a story>, Wonker. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so tell me more about this movie Club Dread.
9: Well, that Brittany Daniel would be a strumpet of the highest regard. She'd be in the bikinis a lot and jean strings and such. I can't say any more. What uh, what else was she in? Uh Sweet Valley High <laughs>
2: The accent he's trying to do—he's trying to do like this English accent. He keeps losing it. <laughs> he keeps losing it at the end of the at the end of the sentence when he needs to to, to grasp prayer. like he's going under. He's being drowned by a paragraph.
9: <laughs> you called me a boy early in the conversation, and I take offense to that. I'm no black ivory you bastard.
2: <laughs> well, so what? Uh, when's that, what ends up happening in the movie?
9: Well, they die. Thanks. What are you doing? You're ruining the movie. Screw them. It's been out three weeks. <laughs> what about us? We don't get out that often.
2: You know what looks well, good? Well,
9: you're a Dominican and you don't deserve it. I'm Mexican.
2: I'm a. Dominican. I'm, I'm, Ch- I'm Chicano. Mexican American. Hey, um. Robert the Black. Don, Dawn of the Dead looks awesome. Oh, yeah. You want to go see that together? Definitely. We'll have to go check that out on a Friday afternoon. Definitely. I'm busy afternoons now.
9: You want to go see it together? Why can't you go see it you by yourself?
2: Because sometimes you want to enjoy stuff with your
3: friends. But, but the, the, the thing, FA so ha- has a problem with me sitting right next to him during the movie. He yeah, always, he always wants a, a space between. Yeah, I, mean, I like I like to like you know like throw out
2: some jokes during it. That. Yeah, that's well maybe I can get over that whole thing. I uh, I usually too like to hide my face like on scary movies. <laughs> Like, do you went with me and Freddy vs. Jason? There were a couple times where I couldn't look I, at the screen because I got scared. Really, I, I
3: I don't usually pay attention to the person next to me. I, yeah, I'm into the movie, so I didn't see you. Hey, um,
2: how was your car ride home?
9: Well, early in the day, I had some bad hot dogs, <laughs> so uh, I gained the ability to unleash gale force winds, and I had to ride with the windows down for the rest of the night.
3: <laughs> when was this? After the movie, <laughs> did what? you go home and drop anchor?
5: <laughs> since we're all,
2: since we're all, here. hey, matey,
5: did you dump your bilge? <laughs>
3: all right, you, oh. get, you got anything else on the movie? No, I'm out. So, uh, how's it going with the sperm whale? <laughs> uh, any luck on that?
2: <laughs> any whale? Any uh?
9: Any luck unleashing that? No. I'm I'm so tired. I just got home from a family
2: function. <laughs> a beach? It's a, a beached sperm whale. <laughs> I know people usually point at you and say, "Well, on the beach." If you're ever at the beach. Wow. So you're still you're um you still haven't uh been busted, huh? No, no. You mean,
9: no. you think?
2: Ha- what do you think will happen first? The hideout will get pulled off the air, uh, for reasons. Of the FCC nature, or he, he loses his sperm whale.
3: Right, we gotta pull him off the air. Or he loses virginity. Oh no, we're gonna. He's gonna die before. He's gonna die virgin. I think. That's so awesome. Oh, thanks, dude. But then you'll you'll be like uh... Jesus or something. Yeah, you'll be the immaculate perception.
9: <laughs> makes
3: sense. I'll
9: be black Jesus, black morbidly obese Jesus.
3: That's cool. I wish you had been an immaculate abortion.
9: <laughs> the immaculate abortion. Yeah.
3: That'd have been classic.
9: At least I'm not your niece. At least I wasn't 130 pounds. You're close. Six.
2: You were damn close, dude. No, I wasn't. And talking, oh. you're talking about oh. Dubs' niece, who's what, six years old and 130 yeah. pounds. You're attacking a fat six-year-old. <laughs> you <To know>, hurt. <laughs> you know what? He's not gonna. He's not gonna be able to uh, have any relations for another 12 years when she's 430 pounds like him and 18 and legal. Then maybe he'll be able to find someone that's willing to uh, go to bed with him.
9: Armadillo. I don't like fatties. <laughs>
2: no wonder you hit yourself.
9: Shut up. Stay clunked. Smooth seas. I'm out.
2: <laughs> no, that's the new thing. Smooth seas. Smooth seas. Oh, well, it sounds like we upset him. Fat <laughs> bastard. Smooth seas. Who's the hot chick outside? I don't know. Some hot chick that I'm going out to uh, hit up the restroom. Some hot chick waiting there. I'm thinking, finally. A hot, chick, a hot chick that's waiting for me after the show for the hideout. Yeah, she's here for the Stacy show. Stacy's always bringing in hot friends of hers. What's that about? All we got's Punani. Oh, bite me. We got to make some hot chicks. You know, we were actually talking about this, Dubs. It'd be nice to find a really cool chick. Like a cool chick that maybe could even come in and sit on the show. Just to see what it's like to get the female perspective. You know what I mean? Looking for cool chicks. If you're a cool chick who'd like to hang out in the hideout, nothing sexual. But we're trying to see if we can find some chemistry. We're trying to build something here. You okay with me putting this out there,
3: Dubs? That's fine. All right, I know. Shafee has long hair. Won't he fit in as that? And if you look at Lefty, he may as well be a woman. He's yeah. so pretty. I wish we could put those two together and make one hot chick. <laughs> well, I don't think there's anything hot about Shafee. Yeah, but well, he's got long hair. Hey, out of all of our he's friends... Got, he's got beautiful locks on.
6: Hey, let's
2: get really queer for a second and end up the show. Okay. Hey, how is that going to happen? If you had to date any of your friends, who would you date? Oh. I don't know. Um, like, I mean, I guess maybe
3: you go on cool. You know what? Tommy. You date Tommy? I date Tommy. Why Tommy? Because, you know, I, I always want someone to stick up for me. If I want, if, you know... I, I like to be fought over. You know, I think you could fight for me. Someone who's gonna have your back. Yeah. Someone who's gonna be there for you.
2: Tommy, get in here. Will you marry me? You know, who I'd go after. Who? Punani. Yeah. I'm not into fat chicks usually. <laughs> yeah. I. I mean, I'd go. The guy on this. It, you know I mean, why? Does I know Punani? Because he likes fat chicks? Well, Punani, I go after <laughs> Punani, first of all. You know he's not going to be straying. He's just going to be happy that somebody's there with him. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, What's the other reason? That's
3: really the only reason. I need, but, a, girl, I need a girl with no self-esteem. Uh, yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> I've been abused as a kid. The problem so, is I'd, I'd, I'd be afraid that, you know, spousal abuse from Tommy. You know, I, ironically, you got the hot chip in no self-esteem. <laughs>
5: he's gonna
4: be. I mean, thinking, does that even
2: happen? He's the, he's gonna think the whole time. I can't believe Dubs is with me. <laughs> I'll be thinking that, but for other reasons. <laughs> he's
1: he's,
2: gonna, he's <laughs> gonna leave me.
3: He's gonna be thinking he's so lucky when I'm laying in bed spooning with him.
2: Oh. Well, I mean, J Dubs, would you let him go on spring break? Why are you got to bring up spoon? <laughs> oh, that's right. Um, this is our first fight right here. So, what do you think? Who would be the uh, who would be the man? Oh, Dubs no. is so the man in that relationship. Oh, I, Tommy's taking it. <laughs> I don't think so. I'll let you bite my finger. Tommy's a fag. Tommy's a virgin. It's always at the same time in the show. <laughs> that means it's time to go. <laughs> Whenever you hear this... Tommy's a fag. Tommy's a virgin. Don't
5: so worry, we got drops from you next week. And the, oh, yeah, but who runs the instant replay? Don't worry, I'll slip them to dubs. <sighs> we'll have on cards. They're not FCC compliant
2: if you repeat them <laughs> over and over. Whatever. <laughs> Tommy... Seriously, good luck. I won't need it. Wednesday night, Dream with Ron and Fez. Big-ass night of fights, also known as the St. Pat Spat. Bateman versus Spoon. I'm going to Wonderboy versus Mikey D. Mikey D. And the friends forced to fight each other. It's a civil war. It's what it is. And I'm sure it'll make us stronger. But at the same
3: time, too, it's going to be glorious I'm, when I whoop your ass. I'm trying to abolish slavery. Slavery in the hideout. What? I'm a slave of the hideout, and I want free.
6: You can't call me Coot anymore, mother. 5,000.
1: 5,000.
6: 5,000.
3: Tommy's a fag. Tommy's a virgin. Tommy's a fag. Tommy's a virgin. Tommy's a fag. Tommy's a virgin.
0: Double, double, bitch, bitch. Rebel, rebel, party, party. Sex, sex, sex. don't forget the violence. Blah,
1: blah, blah. Got your loving, loving, setting on stupid, stupid slogan. And everybody sing along. You prey on people.
5: The worst person in the world. Tommy's a fag. Tommy's a virgin. You prey on people, Cam. So don't feed me your f**king lies, Cameron. J. Dubs is the worst person in the
1: world.
3: Him. You don't feed me your pinky lies, Cameron.
5: You
7: prey on
6: people, Cam.
5: J J-Dubbs is the worst person in the world.
0: for the homosexual content of this last scene. We now join this fiercely heterosexual sketch already in progress. Hi, this is
1: Troy Aikman, and you're listening to El Jefe's Hideout on 1067 WJFK.